Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How are you guys doing out there tonight? Uh, yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, it was a good evening, good night, good day, good morning, wherever you are around the world. Welcome to another edition of the C Report. I'm your host, Mr. C, of course, and as always, coming to you live on this August 4th edition. I hope everyone is doing well out there today in the uh, in the interwebs and in the chat streams and the live chats, fields, and all that good stuff. Oh boy, let me tell you. Okay, so you know, um, I, I was uh, I was actually addressing uh, the friends in the chat over at the foxhole. <laughs> Tim Growl was like, "See, put that down," and I was like, "Wait, what do you? What do I need to put down? What do I have in my hand?" And then I realized that I had been I had been talking for a few minutes without going live. So. <laughs> Somehow that jarred me, and I was like, "Whoa, what, what was I doing? I wasn't picking my nose or anything." <laughs> so, anyways, what is up, guys? How are you all? Relius Lock, Texas Gal, Tam Gra. I see you guys over there, uh, hanging out in the seat chat. I was like, you know, I was actually doing a, a tech check because, um, like everything was just not. I was like, why is why am I not seeing anything on my replay screen? What what is going on here? Always fun to have some technical difficulties here and there, but hey, what do you expect? I'm only human, ladies and gentlemen, but indeed, how you guys are doing? Sorry, the uh, Showtime countdown was running a little a little late, earliest lock, but thank you for that. I will do a drum roll next time. Hope everyone's doing well. Let's see what uh, let's see what uh, what else is being said. Um, uh, Aurelius said I went back and watched the show from the twenty fourth. And I was, it was a damn good show. Thank you so much. I only found a few issues. Ah, yes. Well, you will have to share those issues with us, sir. Uh, because I'd rather you have one issue than a whole subscription full of them. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> that is a joke I used to tell back in the day. I was always like, I don't just have issues. I have an entire subscription. <laughs> Tam Growl, you you jolted me. I was like, what do I have in my hand? <laughs> Anyways, guys, I hope y'all are finding yourselves in a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday uh, afternoon. I was just I was just waxing poetically about how Wednesday should not be called Hump Day, but it should be like called Sandwich Day. I mean, aside from the fact that I like sandwiches, it's sandwich between Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, right? And it, it's it's a it, it's a lot more family friendly way of saying, you know, welcome to Wednesday. <laughs> but anyways, I digress too early on. Hey, pilled by the rabbit, how are you doing, my friend? Welcome into the chat. And there, you know, there was I don't know if you guys can see it or not, but uh, I had gotten a um, I had received to be grammatically correct. Uh, I had received uh, an, uh, a message from, uh, who's that now? I'd received a message from Just V. So apparently Just V, I think is going into voter training or something like that. Let me, let me pull it up here. Because, you know, sometimes whenever we post our shows early, uh, friends can drop comments on them. Now I've walked into some pretty crazy comments uh, one time there was this troll that was like, you know, and then, then another time there was this just heavy breather with intestinal woe. And I was like, oh boy, every time there's a comment before the show starts and it's hours before I got to worry, got to see what it is. But uh, she's going in for election observers training tonight. Now that's super exciting, guys. Now, okay, so now here's what we're talking about. Yeah, happy sandwich day. All right, Pilled by the Rabbit's going to pick it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, um, uh, uh, election observer. So, you know, I've been talking about uh, previously, let's see if we can get this high, a little higher resolution. Been talking previously about, um, you know, uh, uh, getting involved in local elections as well. I mean, I don't mean to embarrass just me or anything like that, but she is an outstanding example of, of someone who's truly engaged in their local area and at least, you know, doing, we all do what we can, you know, and if we can do stuff like that, then that is most excellent. Um, I will be also looking into uh, how I can do some precinct work as well as, it, and if, if not just precinct work, maybe some election observation in my local area. Now that kind of thing only comes around, you know, like I guess uh, around election season or whenever we're having, you know, um, um, elections. So uh, there's that. But there's some other things I'm thinking about getting involved in also uh, that I've kind of been uh, snooping through. Uh, I mean, there's what voter registration. I mean, I guess if I really wanted to earn my stripes and if I really wanted to start from the bottom up, I could start with voter registration and learning all that stuff. Like you become an official like uh, I don't know, deputy voter registration person. Uh, and there's an, a few other positions uh, that I'm looking at in uh, the uh, election field for, you know, the city that I'm in. And uh, I just need to figure out a little bit more details on that. And then I might be pursuing that. Now, I won't, uh, I won't uh, go into the details of what positions I'm looking at, but uh, I think that would be something fun and interesting get in, to get into as well as, you know, uh, to also uh, have, you know, uh, you know, have a have a, um, a patriotic or a, a, con a constitutional minded individual. Uh, but more importantly, honesty, integrity, you know, uh, those are those are think key factors, uh, maybe lack of laziness, you know, when, whenever it comes to a job, I'm never, never lazy at the job. You know, I always I always put my best foot forward because after all, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, that is reflective of how I was raised, who raised me, and uh, the kind of person that I am. So absolutely, when it comes to work, I try not to call it in or phone it in. Unless I'm calling in, I'm trying not to call it in, if you know what I mean. Anyway, so very cool. So uh, we may not we may not see Just V. Yeah, she might show in a little bit late, guys. So when she does, just everyone be like, Just V, that's awesome. How'd it go? And then there was something else going on with, uh, with the Just V. I think she had school board. Uh, school board meeting also or something like that uh so i haven't gotten uh i haven't gotten uh what do you call it i haven't gotten the info on that now sean joe says and big balls <laughs> this is a family show sir you say big webos <laughs> no just kidding uh but uh what do you call it yeah i mean i guess that too you know i guess if you're going to get involved in in elections and all that stuff yeah i guess you kind of do uh because i guess you never know uh, you never know. Uh, you must. You must be. You must be thoroughly fortified in the seat, if uh, you're gonna be. <laughs> if you're gonna be getting involved in stuff like that, because again, I mean, uh, you never. You don't know uh, how far down the reach is. <laughs> Here's another pun. How far down the pants do they reach whenever they're trying to, uh, you know, finagle and control those who are involved in elections and stuff like that? I don't know, but uh, but uh, yeah, I guess that would be the case also. I'm not scared though. I am not scared. Okay, let's see here what else we you know. Let me go ahead and open up the chat on this box. This way I can look forward at you guys instead of turning my head. Uh let's see here. Uh, <laughs> uh Texas Gal has dropped uh ooh, cool. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm gonna copy and paste that real quick. 
she dropped a link regarding Colonel West. So, I, oh, well, I don't know if I can see it, Texas gal, because never, no, don't forget, I got booted off of Facebook. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can, I'll have to see if I can find a way to play that. Oh, yeah, she put, sorry, it's on Facebook, but that is how I get Colonel West's notifications. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll make its way onto, uh, maybe it'll make its way onto Rumble or something like that. Hey, Sherry Pittsburgh, how are you doing? Good evening. Good, uh, welcome. Happy Sandwich Day. <laughs> Aurelius Locke says, my mic was too loud. The California boy in my head came out as a thick Southern accent. Well, if you a California boy, Aurelius, how long have you been in Arkansas? <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, what I think and what I say come out a bit differently. Well, you know what? Uh, to point three, uh, don't even worry about it because we don't know what you're thinking, sir. <laughs> For all I know, you were saying spoon in your head the entire time. But hey, it was a pretty good discourse, if you ask me. So, ah, <laughs> oh, spoon is going to become a thing here? Wow, my uh, brother-in-law would be proud. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for gifting the cookie. All right, getting a gold pill uh, cookie donation uh, right out the gates. Appreciate it, sir. And uh, pilled by the rabbit. Uh, sauna, last time I was in Texas, there was no such thing. Uh, it was a steam room there. Okay. <laughs> I think I missed somewhere in the conversation what you guys were talking about as far as a sauna goes. But awesome, guys. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Look how brazen that Cricket Dems were this past election, especially. At, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, Sean Joe says, look at how brazen the Cricket Dems were this past election, especially at polling places. Uh, a point and match for that because uh you know when uh, as many times as i have gone to vote um uh it's like back when i was in austin you know uh when i was in austin and i was uh i was uh, going into vote man it was weird because like all democrats they were all democrats that were running those elections hey deplora laura how are you doing happy uh happy sandwich day uh, Deplora Laura is over on Twitch, just saying hello real quick. But uh, but you know they were all Democrats, and you know you uh, they they take you up there, you, you they give you your sticker, and they have their sheets there for if you're you're a Democrat or Republican, and you know they fill out the sheets with your you know, and so like uh, I was always weird because like they would look at you real funny, like everyone that was working the polling places would look at you real funny, like oh I see you're a you're a Republican, are ya? You know, you're not a, and, and, you know, they're all, you know, you know, because honestly, I would probably be the same way if I'm, if I'm uh, volunteering at a precinct, you know, for election day, I'm going to be excited when I see someone who's not voting for communists come up, but you have to uh, keep your quorum and you cannot, you know, be all like obvious, you know, so uh, I'm, you know, but you, you get that energy sense, like it, it fluctuates, like they're huh. like, you know, it's an immediate deflation. Uh, and I think the last time, the last time I voted in Austin, they were definitely deflated because considering that we were in a pretty Democrat or liberal area and what area of Austin isn't right. 
but there were more Republican stickers than there were Democrat stickers. And um, well, you know, that's not actually 100 percent true. Now, I would say I-35 into downtown Austin and maybe some parts of West Austin. Democrat, but like, and probably actually now that I think about it, northeast to east Austin as well. Uh, but everywhere else is pretty much surrounded by you know conservative, uh, Republican, red, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's not it's not generally all liberal up there. It's just it, it, in face it's liberal. Obviously, in the face of Austin, Texas, looks liberal. But uh, with the 2020, like I was very surprised and pleased to see that a lot of um, a lot of the uh, what do you call it? A lot of the uh, area. I mean, even within Austin city limits, had turned red. So that was very good to note. So yeah, most a lot more of us should get out there and do that kind of thing. You know, uh, we should definitely get involved. Exactly because they are so brazen and crooked. We should absolutely get involved in our local elections. Volunteer some time. Volunteer as a poll watcher. Um, uh, stuff like that. Uh, don't let them push us around. You know, I mean, God, like Texas didn't. Psh, Texas was nothing, guys. Like, had I been in a place like Georgia. Like, I know people from Georgia, and I'm like, why the hell weren't you out there doing something, you know? But um, if I had been working for a precinct in Georgia or Michigan, you know, I'm like, or Philadelphia, where all of this crap was happening, where they were, like, pushing people out, where they were uh, uh, blocking the door with cardboard, where they were making everyone leave, I would have made a stink. I could tell you that, guys. I would have made a stink. I would have been like, you are violating my rights. I'd be like, who do you think you are to tell me that I can't see what's going on? I probably would have gotten arrested uh, because, I I mean, I would have made a stink. Like, I, I tend to do stuff like that in public. So. <laughs> Anyways, to follow up, Sean Joe does say, we need people who will fight to never let them bully us like that again. Exactly, sir. Exactly. And for some of the positions that I'm looking at within my city, I think I would have uh, I would have the authority to issue arrests. <laughs> Anyways, but I'd be like, don't do that. Take that cardboard down. I'd be like, you can't kick people out. What are you talking about? Anyways, I'd go Karen on their butts. What you talking about, guys? Anyways, okay. Uh, the only good Karen is a Karen that fights for America, is, is what I think, in my opinion. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. Okay, so we're getting caught up here. Uh, and not caught up as we're catching up, as we're getting caught up. <laughs> Tam Grell, thank you for the gold pill cookie. She says, this is actually a brownie. Wink, wink. Oh, I love brownies. I haven't had a brownie in a long time, uh, uh, Tam Girl. I appreciate that. Uh, Deborah Erdman is also in the house. This is the number for the Arizona Republican Party. The voice, uh, do we want justice for this election? Ooh, thank you, Deborah Erdman. I was, I was, uh, I was actually going to post the contact info on uh, A.G. Bronovich because we're actually going to be talking about Arizona today. I know it's not on the. Oh yeah, it is on the ticker tape. Uh, yeah, we have. We'll be talking about Zuckerbuck's audit coming up in Arizona, uh, but we'll be talking about a little bit more. We're actually gonna. We're actually gonna start uh, uh, another love letter to Arizona today since we haven't done it in a while. Because uh, you know, for a while Arizona was just really dominating the C report when I was trying to keep everyone abreast on the information that was going on and coming out of there. Because things are always changing. I mean, it might be the same topic. But all the details as we uh, as we further into the chapters, 
um, of of this uh, election audit, even as it's coming to an end, you know, and and even as they're getting ready to strike the iron, as it were, with uh, everything that's uh, been found out, discovered, and and etc. Well, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, want to keep everyone informed about that. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. What else we got going on? Um, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum. <laughs> Those brownies smell good. Uh -huh. uh, had the privilege of enlightening some peeps about Willie Nelson today. Oh, that's interesting, uh, Texas gal. So don't tell me everyone thought that uh, Willie Nelson was a gun-toting Texas conservative, right? Or they had no idea where he stood or what he did. Well, hopefully they got rid of his albums. <laughs> At least let them know to keep up the good fight and don't back down uh do the right thing yeah actually words of encouragement right we shouldn't just call scolding but actually send them words of encouragement um i i did take that down so put that we'll put that on the screen real quick thank you deborah erdman again that was for um the arizona republican party mm -hmm. the erica arizona republican party that's the name the number that you see on the screen now uh man but you know uh, calling Paul Boyer or Michelle Eugenti or er, Eurenti, er, you know, Michelle Eugenti Rita, or even A.G. Bronovich, or emailing them or something. Like I was thinking about that again today. Um, Tam Girl says, "I offered my services for the past election. They didn't need me. Thank goodness." Ah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, they didn't need anyone in Texas. Like they just, they just had a whole bunch of Democrats running everything, but uh, they weren't kicking people out, and there were no vicious recounts that were happening, or or ballot counting, or ballot dropping. Uh, yes, I was confused by your sauna steam room comment. Filled <laughs> by the rabbit. One's wet, one's dry. Every part of Texas I have experienced was very wet. Well, you know, personally, I love a dry sauna. Uh, that is my preference uh, in saunas. Not that I have been in a sauna many times. Maybe a few times I've been in, in a sauna. The wet saunas, I just feel like I'm inhaling like fluoride oxide or something like that. I feel like I'm in a gas chamber of nothing but fluoride and I'm inhaling it. And so that's why I'm not too fond of the wet saunas. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, Texas can be a very humid state. It can be a very humid state, undoubtedly, depending on where you are, especially if it's south and central. <clears throat> Not too sure about North Texas. I know West Texas can get pretty dry. Um, let's see. All eyes have to be on Arizona. That's why there's too many false flags going on right now, says Deborah Erdman. Exactly, guys. And uh, actually, that's going to take us into a little bit of our um, uh, chat recap for yesterday. Now you guys are like, whoa, Mr. C's reading today's chat. What happened to the chat recap? We're going to do chat recap. And actually that that comment, Deborah Erdman, about false flags uh, kind of ties into some of the stuff that was going on in the chat yesterday. Uh, now, to be sure, for yesterday's chat, we did have, let me go and take that baby off there and put this one back up. We did have uh, Just V, Vettenmore, Aurelius Locke, Texas Gal, Kiwi Crochet Girl from Australia, live in the house. Curly Kaylee 89, looking up Anka Banka, Anon 1269518, P. and Tam Grau, Christina Fontana, Palmer 1951, and Blonde Blue Lady Q in the house. Blonde Blue gifting the shades uh, because she found the party. Pilled by the Rabbit hanging out, Kiwi Crochet Girl saying, 
Uh, we had a great Christian party in our last election, but the media refused to give them airtime and the two main parties refused to debate them. Uh, yes. And then she went on to say Russia never congratulated Biden. Both of our main parties congratulated Biden. Yep. So uh, um, we're kind of talking about because she's from she's from Australia, New Zealand, to be specific. And uh, we were talking about, you know, how uh, Trump uh, Trump was uh, loved in Australia. They needed a Trump in Australia. And that was kind of the start of that. We also had Dolphin72, WC Cranop, Gift and Shades, Waiting on the Texan Show, uh, App AP9889, and Xena, also in the house. Blonde Blue Lady Q, Gifting Shades. Again, thank you so much. And uh, and uh, all the gold pill donations are most definitely appreciated, guys. Uh, they will ensure that I'm able to uh, continue doing this, even though I've been doing this since February 2nd, every single day of the week. Uh, but uh, just to, it, it, it'll help keep the lights on. So most definitely y'all's gold pill donations are very appreciated. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, a uh, it's, I don't know other, what other to say than thank you. Um, uh, but we'll keep on go, going. So now at this point, uh, we did have, and now this is back to Deborah Erdman's point. This also kind of goes back to Kiwi Crochet Girl. Um, we had a, a discussion going on in the chat and, uh, it was between a few of you chatters out there, basically a few of the family out there, uh, kind of talking about, Kind of talking about how, um, uh, I guess, versus what we're seeing in America, uh, someone dropped a link in the chat yesterday for a video uh, from this man. Uh, God, where was he from? He might have been from the United Kingdom or something. Maybe he was from Australia. And uh, he was just kind of like, uh, you know, you Americans need to get off your butts and do something. And and we're protesting every weekend and people are going into the streets and da 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 and, and America's not doing anything. And then, you know, <clears throat> some people were like, well, um, uh, you know, why don't you take care of your own country? <laughs> and, and still others were like, well, it, it's sickening that, you know, Americans will will protest for Cuba, but they won't protest for their own country. And so that just got kind of got my my mind uh, going there. And uh, Deborah Erdman's comment uh, in regard to the false flags uh, is actually where my mind goes, uh, because uh, I mean, I, I chiefly believe and I'm not trying to discourage anyone from uh, like public assembly, uh, not at all. But we have to be careful because at this point, uh, they could use um, they could use a false flag to just ruin any of our efforts. Uh, I mean, we know that there are agent provocateurs. That's why. Okay, that's why when I first saw AP nine eight eight nine, I was like, what does that stand for? AP. <laughs> That is, uh, he said it was anonymous patriot. I was like, as long as it ain't agent provocateur, okay? Because that is the calm for agent provocateurs, AP. Anyways, okay. So like, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've chatted with AP. He's a cool guy. Um, uh, yeah, anyways. Okay, so we'll leave that there. But anyways, so as I was saying, as I was saying, um, you know, uh, there was we have this we have this video of this guy scolding Americans. And, you know, I saw the video. I didn't I didn't really think he was being disrespectful or anything. I didn't think he was like, well, y'all don't do nothing. Like, I didn't think he was condemning us, you know, or anything like. But I definitely think that he was trying to encourage us uh, to get in the streets like they're doing around the world. But there's so many factors that are happening here in the States that, uh, you know, we can't necessarily just get out in the streets. Now, yes, we can, 
we have the we have the proof of the numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Like if there was, I mean, because this isn't like Cuba, you know. Uh, if you think about Cuba and what's going on there, is nothing like what we have going on here now. Is it similar? Yes. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is, we don't have hundreds of thousands of people being shot in the street by the police, uh, by uh, military communists. We don't have that kind of a scenario going on. Now, we had the summer of rage where we had, you know, um, uh, we had Black Lives Matter and Antifa just, you know, uh, rabble rousing and burning things down and causing all this violence. Yes. But that is still it, it's not like Biden got on on screen and said uh, uh, the military is going to go shoot anyone that is protesting. And if you are a true communist, then go out and beat up the protesters. OK, big difference there. Big difference. OK, now, if that were to happen um, and it did get that bad, undoubtedly, I'm sure patriots would pick up arms to go, if not defend themselves, defend other Americans and other innocent people. I mean, I think that that's just something like, because patriots tend to have that um, that ability to react and to respond to a crisis like that and not just watch it happen, you know, and let it happen. So um, I would think that that's what would happen uh, if that were the case. But but as far as like coming out in mass, you know, that, that was a big debate, you know, whether or not we should be protesting in the streets that, you know, the election was stolen from Trump. And again, that is not the route that, at least in my view, that's not the route that we were intended to take. Um, um, yes, you know, 1.7 million American patriots, Americans showed up on at the Capitol on January 6th. That's your evidence right there, okay, that yes, Americans can do it. Yes, we can come out in mass when the time is necessary or when the time is right. Um, but again, um, you know, we have to consider that uh, false flags, you know, they are at the, they, if Americans were to go out into the streets right now, all of us. Um, and the, the proof of the numbers are there. If you look at the rallies that President Trump has held, the last three of them. OK, well, I guess I guess the one in Arizona doesn't really count because um, uh, it was inside of a building. But no, we'll look at all of the people that showed up and encircled the building. You know, it was like what rock stars here that we have thousands of people on the street also trying to get into this building. You know, it's that is evidence. January 6th is evidence. All of the rallies that President Trump has put on is evidence that we will come out to the streets when we need to, when we have to, when it, the time merits it. Uh, but for the time being, uh, we have all of this other, we have all of this other stuff that is kind of um, not damp, dampering it, but it, it just, uh, you know, we have uh, the whole thing with the fake news media denying any of this fraud and, 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 you know, every single big talking head talking about, you know how he he uh, uh, Trump did lose the election and stuff like that. So aside from that, you know, uh, all of us going out into the streets would just kind of, to me it would be falling into what they want, and that is escalated violence. They want escalated violence because again, we'll have agent provocateurs coming out. We'll have um, we'll have other anti groups coming out, um, and that would just uh, that would uh, that would just leave the ground open for a false flag. You know, uh, it's kind of like the yellow jacket um, protest in France. Like even that, at some point, 
was also co-opted and infiltrated. And then, you know, the Yellow Jackets show up there to, uh, you know, protest Macron. But then you have all of these black clad communist Antifa types, uh, you know, raising havoc and smashing cars and smashing windows and stuff like that. So that's not what we want. You know, that's not what I want, but that's just kind of what I see when we're talking about all of the Americans going out there and protesting. Now, the time will come, I'm pretty sure, when it will be uh, safe to do that. When it will, I mean, and we, of course, we're not going to sit around our loyals waiting it for, for it to be safe. We're not fair weather patriots, okay? We, we don't just come around every four years. Like, we're in it, we're in it, you know? But at the same time, we have to be sm smart. Is that is that the right word to do it? We have to be, uh, maybe not smart, but we have to be, uh, we have to be, strategic we have to be strategic on when we decide to actually do that and when it is time um again this is what the globalists want they they thought that uh the path they thought that we they would pursue a path um where they could bring down the patriots if we all went to the streets and protested like that's that was that was part of their plan like part of their plan was to start a kinetic fight uh, connect, uh, it would it would be a civil revolution they were expecting patriots to pick up arms and go out there and fight like literally with guns and fight against antifa and against blm and against the democrats and against the progressives and the liberals like that is what they wanted they tried so hard to get patriots to get their guns and go fight so they could infiltrate and then they could provocateur, you know, and they could take over and they could uh, take over that entire narrative. They failed. OK, because too many people in the patriotic and the uh, and the uh, America first movements, the communities. And now I'm talking about specifically the content creators and I'm talking about the people that put on the news shows, the people who have the blogs, the uh, the influencers, as they say. I don't know. I never use that word influencer. Uh, I think that's such a stupid word. I think anyone that uses that word and I'm not judging anyone, but I'm like, if you can literally sit up there and say, oh, other influencers, I just think like you probably think you're an influencer, too. Uh, or maybe you're just paid to say that. I don't know. But anyways, so like um, uh, the like other influencers, like we were we were smart enough. Well, we were smart. enough. We had a good sense enough about ourselves not to let that happen, because even in shows like this one. There were people coming in that were getting on the air just to try and influence people to pick up their guns and fight and start a civil revolution uh, because, you know, we had to fight for Trump. So if we have to fight for Trump and defend our country from both enemies, both foreign and domestic, then we need to get out there with our Second Amendment and we need to show them who the patriots are. No, no, no. I know every time I came across that dialogue, I shut that down as quick as I could. And you got people that were like, oh, well, uh, so when do you think it's going to happen? Uh, uh, when do you think uh, Americans are just going to get tired of it and we're just going to go out and shoot people? And I'd be like, never. I'd be like, we're not going to go out and shoot people. That's not what the point is. That, that's not where we are right now in this entire, the grand scheme of things, okay? I, I think things are running the way that they should be. If Trump is running a, uh, a shadow, a shadow uh, government, <laughs> oh, <laughs> if he's running a shadow administration right now, um, I feel like things are on par for the course. That's just a general assessment. Yes, there's going to be a lot of X factors and a lot of Y and Z factors out there. But for the most part, I would definitely say we are on par. Uh, uh, do we have to change 
plans when you know different things change yes but that is the importance of being adaptable but that is also the importance of having perseverance integrity and faith okay so anyway so that was an interesting conversation now if you want to go and find out where this rant came from then you'd have to go read yesterday's chat recap i'm not going to name the names of everyone who was involved in that conversation sorry ladies and gentlemen uh it's just i don't want to put i don't want to make anyone feel uh any certain type of way uh plus it was all like it was all wrapped up by the end of it, like, you know, everyone was like, yeah, that's right. That's true. That's right. You know, everyone was agreeing with each other because we know how to have civil conversation and discourse here in the Foxhole app. Like, you know, we can have different points of view and not get mad at each other, which is another thing that I love about this community, you know? <clears throat> so anyhow, I think that's where that, that ends up. Just don't forget guys, the numbers are there. Our numbers are there. You know, when you have thousands of people showing up at Trump rallies now, uh, you know that if we got to take to the streets, it's going to happen. And 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 the bad thing for them is probably 80 percent of all those people will be armed. So <laughs> it won't bode well for them. It will not bode well for them. Uh, but anyhow, that's that's pretty much it. I thought that was a pretty interesting conversation. Uh, thank you, Deborah Erdman, for tapping into that in today's chat. Uh, definitely think that uh, you were reading my reading my chat recap. <laughs> anyways, anyways, okay, guys. So yeah, we will go into the streets when the time is right, but that time is not just yet. Uh, Blonde Blue Lady Q gifted a can yesterday as well. Thank you always in Texas in the house. Narco Hampon TV, or maybe it's Narco. Yeah, it's Narco Hampen. Narco Hampen is Narco Hampen in the house today. I don't think I see Narco Hampen. Well, anyways, uh, Narco Hampen, he called me, uh, he called me Mr. Carlos. I was like, first of all, that's racist. No, <laughs> it's not. So it's not Carlos, though. I corrected him later on. Uh, my, my, uh, my C is not something so, so simple. Uh, but he also called me a, a patriota. Okay. Now you have to, you have to be, it has to be a pretty distinct, I mean, this, the Spanish language is broken up into genders. Now, if you're a gay man and you're like, hey girl, what's up? And they're talking to me. I mean, I get it, whatever. You can say whatever you want to say, but in Spanish, that is different, my friend. In Spanish, my pronouns are masculine. Thank you very much. Now, if you want to call me, hey girl, in English with your bad self, go right on ahead. But otherwise it's Patriot. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, Anno1971 was joining us from the Netherlands. 123SKG, also in the house. Merkers hanging out. Sherry Pittsburgh, Empress Beach to you. We got a gift of some shades. Everyone was feeling pretty shady yesterday, Anna. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but in a good way. Uh, gifting some shades. Just V gifting the can. Tombstone hanging out. Just V says, bye, guys. I have to go to a school board meeting. See? So that's what she was up to yesterday. And now she's learning how to be an election observer. That's amazing. Uh, Merkers gifting the can. Vinny1765 gifting some shades. Uh, thank you so much again. Pam Pamela Roll was in the house. Empress Beach, you gifting a can. Did you see the four of the 1-6 Capitol Hill police have committed suicide. Arkansas? Yeah. I did see that. So they, they, we, they've all mysteriously uh, died of suicide, right? Like, was the PTSD that bad from allowing people in? Like, from, wait, they died from the PTSD they suffered at uh, letting people walk into the Capitol or opening the gate for them or unsealing the door for them. You know what gave them PTSD? Probably the closed door sessions where they were like, you will do what we tell you to do or we will kill you. That probably gave them PTSD or wait, what, you know, Arkansas. Yeah. They probably did not even commit suicide. 
maybe we should make uh maybe we should make a shirt that says uh the capitol police did not kill themselves right right someone someone get get on that real quick aurelius lock says sounds like mr c red pill and i are all virgos oh that's what's up virgos tend to like the tick no just kidding <laughs> indeed uh where are you are you at the end of august though you're at the end of august though aren't you aurelius lock i'm i'm right smack dab in the middle of september actually Actually, my birthday is on a, a Mexican Independence Day, believe it or not. So uh, my, me and my twin brother, we're worshipped as saints in Mexico. Yep, for sure. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, Vanguard 360 in the house, derailing in the house. Aurelius Locke, get out of the bathroom, Mr. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, I was not in the back. Now, okay, I am not one to be, um, what's the word? I don't, I don't, I don't shy easy. Like, I don't get embarrassed easy. Uh, I am kind of shy when it, like, we're talking about going on other people's shows. Like, I'm shy about that. You know, I'm shy about that aspect. Um, because, because you never know how the host is going to do. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm shy about going on other people's shows because sometimes the hosts suck. No, just kidding. But like, that's a joke, okay? Uh, but like, um, it's because I have to control. No, I'm just playing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't embarrass easy. So if I were in the bathroom, Mr. Aurelius, I would tell you. <laughs> but I was not in the bathroom. It's just I did not have my monitor on because uh, I thought that I thought that my video was perfect. <laughs> Until I woke up. No, just kidding. I was like, what is going on in the chat room? Oh, my goodness. Ohio Kimmy was hanging out. WC Cranop gifted some shades. Thank you so much, my friend. Looking up, will uh, we will demand they investigate the nursing home debts. Yes. Yes. If Especially if you are actually, you know, we as concerned American citizens from all around this country can write to our Department of Justice, though they would not do nothing about it, but at least they have the receipts, right? Like, that's what, like, I, they used to say, like, uh, people would tell me, why vote? It doesn't matter. And I'd be like, because they need to have the receipts so that if anything comes up, a la, what, 2016, 2020, at least there's a record that you voted and who you voted for. I mean, unless they flipped your vote, obviously. But you know, um, this nursing home debt scandal thing, like they, I mean, we as concerned Americans can all write to the DOJ and tell them that they need to investigate this. But if you are especially in any of those affected states and what it's Washington, Minnesota, Michigan, California, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York, like if you're in any of those states, uh, for sure, like, you know, demand an investigation. Uh, I mean, there are some Congress people who are already kind of questioning that. Uh, like, uh, I think it's either, I think it's either New York or Michigan where the representatives were trying to get a hold of their aging being like, look, why are they not investigating this? At least give us the reason why that the DOJ is choosing not to investigate it. But, um, we'll see where that goes again. The, uh, the, um, girl desert fire, Mexican independence day is not Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> That's racist. No, just kidding. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Cinco de Cuatro. No, just kidding. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, you know, uh, I think it was a Texan who told me about Cinco de Mayo. Um, uh, cause I didn't know what, what that was all about. That was just like a battle. Uh, I mean, it was like, uh, some battle. It had nothing to do with Mexican independence day. 
Mexico, El Dia del Grito is in September, senorita. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely getting into that. Let's see. Slide Park 2020 was hanging out. Looking up says, uh, I, I think this was in regards to nipple rings Cuomo, or I should say Cuomo's nipple rings. Uh, it's a mockery of our beautiful country and a disgrace to our government. <laughs> Indeed. And you know, guys, at this point, again, Aurelius... Uh, WC, I don't know if you're out there yet because I haven't popped into the chat too much, uh, but I do apologize for airing such uh, blatant uh, debauchery, disgustingness. Uh, okay, I gave you guys fair warning. Okay, now there are no swamp creature like Morlocks in today's episode. Okay, you might see one bad person, but they are no, they are not mutants from down below. All right, so you'll be okay. <laughs> Philly, Philly Q says he needs to be hanging from those nipple rings. <laughs> That's funny. 17 Angels also in the house. Henry 4570 also in the house. Yeah, that's where WC was like, note to self, watching, listening to Foxhole while cooking. <laughs> Don't do it. No, just kidding. <laughs> Y'all had fair warning, okay? Y'all had fair warning. Empress Beach to you, gifting a can. Empress also gifting a cookie. Dragon Energy 45 in the house. Babsy Ice Queen in the house. Rapture ready, gifting some shades. Just started listening to your channel. Like your positivity. We try and keep it light here. <clears throat> we try and keep it light. And I am an everlasting optimist, like everlasting optimist. That's just the way I'm wired. Uh, um, and, and so I just, you know, yeah, there is where there is a will, there is a way. If As long as we have faith and perseverance, you know, and, and, and you know, it doesn't hurt to have a little help from our higher, uh, higher powers and also some friends, but uh, we have to find that strength within ourselves, guys. Like we have to find that strength within ourselves. T-Rex was hanging out. Date Trippa was hanging out. Positive Vibe 72 also. Uh, Henry 4570 says, my sister works for a hospital in Detroit and they have been protesting the jab, but no one reports on it. Yeah, I was actually going to look that up. Let's see. Detroit hospitals protesting jab. Oh, wait, I guess it wouldn't be jab. It would be vaccine, right? <laughs> Wow. Check this out, guys. Wow. Let's see what this is all about real quick. All right. Beach, please. No, just kidding. <laughs> all right. Henry, 4570, because we appreciate it when you guys bring us the info, the 411, the stuff that we need. What is that? What is that? Oh, no, it's not one of those. Oh. These templates type of uh, newspaper things. Uh, okay, so it says here, I'm going to go and expand that for you guys real quick. My body, my choice, protesters say of COVID-19 vaccine mandate at Henry Ford Health Systems in Detroit, Michigan. We got a scoop here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Henry, uh, Henry 4570. Uh, let's see here. So uh, the signs spoke the sentiments. No jab equals no job. My body, my choice. Let me call my own shots. From heroes to zeros, hundreds of people, hundreds of people line the sidewalk. I'm going to go and expand this one more time. Oh, I don't like these. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Let me hold on. No, I think that's good, right? I think that's good. You guys can see that? Okay. Uh, hundreds of people lined the sidewalk in front of Henry Ford West Bloomfield Hospital's main entrance Saturday to protest the health system's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for employees, contractors, and others. We were essential last year. Now we're your villains, one woman yelled. 
Ooh, the scene was similar in front of Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit, whereas in West Bloomfield, drivers of passing vehicles frequently honked to show support. There also were people protesting at three additional hospitals in the health system, Clinton Township, uh, Wyandotte, or it's Wyandotte, I don't know, and Jackson, said organizer Amber Castro of Westland. Wow, this is crazy, guys. We ha I had no idea. Uh, we are not anti-vax. We are not unvaccinated out here. There are people who got the COVID vaccine. We are all out here because we do not believe the vaccine should be mandated, said Castro, who is not a healthcare worker, but said she is being a voice for these workers. Castro said she and other are all, others are also concerned about patients' care if healthcare workers are terminated for not getting a COVID-19 vaccine, thus reducing staffing uh, levels at the hospitals. Henry Ford Health Systems became the first known hospital system in Michigan to require all 33,000 of its employees, as well as students, volunteers, and contractors to get vaccinated by no later than September 10th. That includes employees who work remotely. Um, it made its announcement in June and said some medical and religious exemptions will be considered, but are limited to people who had severe allergic reactions to the first dose or to the ingredients in the vaccines. 70% of employees have received first doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, COVID -19 vaccine. Uh, we have received widespread support from our patients, team members, and the community for our decision to require the COVID-19 vaccine for team members. At the same time, we acknowledge that uncertainty remains for some and respect the rights of those members of our Henry Ford family, as well as those in our broader communities to voice their concerns, said Bob Riney, Henry Ford COO and president of healthcare operations, said in a statement. The data and science continues to reinforce the safety and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines, including the mitigation of new emergencies. See, so here's the, the, that's just crap right there. Who are they quoting? Those are in quote marks. I guess it's the same, the COO. Yeah, no, the data and science continue to reinforce the safety and effectiveness of COVID-19. No, you're reading talking points. You have not seen the data yourself. That's what that is. Okay. Uh, Trinity Health made a similar... Announcement July 8th saying it will require all of its 117,000 employees in 22 states, as well as contractors and other conducting business in its hospitals and other facilities to get COVID-19 vaccines. That includes 24,000 Trinity Health Center Michigan employees at five St. Joseph Mercer Mercy Health System hospitals, three Mercy Health hospitals and two medical groups. IHA and Mercy Health Physician Partners. And the story goes on. Uh, let's see if there's anything else here about the protest. Uh, man, so this story happened, uh, I think it was somewhere in the 17th or so. They had, uh, they had a uh, protest planned on the 24th. How interesting. Yep. So that's been going on in Detroit. I'll have to see if there's uh, some updated material on this. Maybe we could follow this up. Since all of this happened at the end of uh, July, let's look at that. Yeah, there's a, that's a lot of people, guys. It's as far as, I mean, they might be in a line, but it's as far as the eye can see. Uh, it looks like they had a bigger turnout for this than they did in Houston. Now, Houston at the Methodist Hospital Systems, they were having protests there about uh, requiring or mandating the vaccine. So how interesting. All right. Well, it's good to see that uh, they're not just standing up in Texas, right? They're standing up in other places. So interesting. All right. Thank you, Henry Ford, for that hot tip.
Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good indeed. All right. Uh, did we finish yesterday's chat recap? We're just about done. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Aurelius had put good news. The Vax Detox is the same as our alternative therapies for virus plus heavy metal detox. Ooh, do share. Uh, what is it that they said it was? Like twig twig tea or something like that? Or like, I don't know, like uh, bran uh, branches? I don't know. What was it? There's a tea that, yeah, because I'm going to have to stock up on that because uh, I might be in very, very close proximity to a bunch of vaccinated people in the not too distant future. And I want to make sure I have all of that good old-fashioned tea remedy if it uh, will protect me from shedders. Uh, that would be a good thing to have. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, Speak Uneasy was also in the house. Connie Ketchup was hanging out. Uh, frontline doctors also have a train. Yeah, because we were talking about the frontline doctors. And I, I think I'd mentioned something about finding people in the legal field and the, and bureaucrats, you know, that would also support like having like if they had their if we had our own. Uh, I, what would you call that? Like uh, um Freedom clinics, we should call them freedom clinics, right? Freedom clinics where doctors who practice medicine that don't believe in all of this pandemic crap or, you know, in, in mandating vaccines or requiring masks can practice freely uh, to patients who would like, you know, to not have to go through that or who don't believe that or don't believe in this vaccine or anything like that. Freedom clinics, we should have freedom clinics. So so in, in lieu of that or in light of that or or as an addendum to that conversation, uh, I had said something that it would be cool if we also had people in administrative and bureaucracy and, and lawyers. And uh, Connie Ketchup had mentioned uh, frontline doctors having an attorney who wants to help the White Coat Summit um, uh, spoke. Uh, so there was an attorney. So actually, yeah, we'll, we'll hear about that possibly on, uh, I'm thinking tomorrow's show. So guys look forward to that. It was actually very, very interesting information. Uh, looking up, gifted a cookie, James Walker, 76 was in the house, just Terry was in the house and just V popped in at the end of the show to say that she was just done with that shit show. <laughs> Her words, not mine. Okay, so anyways, uh, we'll have to pick just V's brain about that. You know, uh, what happened at this uh, school function thingamajigger school board meeting? I can only imagine, right, what that must have been like and what must have happened there. But anyways, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get into the C report. We'll get into the long and the thick of it. We'll get into the short and the thin of it as well. Um, but as always, ladies, well, actually, no, let me cancel that one up. Yeah, as always, President Trump leads at the sea reports. There's the man himself. Okay, all right, let me see what am I doing here. There's my notes. Okay, so we have a few statements from President Trump today, three to be exact, that we're going to be sharing with you all on the show at the head of the show. Uh, first statement being a great Republican win for Car Mike Carey. Big numbers. Thank you to Ohio and all of our wonderful American patriots. Congratulations to Mike and his family. He will never let you down. Yes, we'll talk a little bit about Mike Carey uh, coming on up. But I mean, I should put that statement at the end of this because we're talking about Mike Carey after these statements. Um, next statement. Uh, three months ago, two wonderful Republican candidates in Texas defeated all Democrats. So the congressional election last week was between two Republicans. My endorsed candidate won the primary, but the other outstanding candidate won the general election because virtually 100% of Democrats, approximately 17% of the total vote, supported the candidate I did not endorse. Interesting. 
I won because we ended up with a great Republican candidate. The Democrats never had a chance. Unfortunately, the fake news never wrote that Democrats were in the race, obviously voting against me. Uh, it was a big Trump victory, a great Republican victory, and a great victory for the American Patriots Congressman Jake L. Elzey. Uh, would really be nice if the fake news media would become real news. Indeed. So that's some interesting. That's interesting. Now, uh, I would definitely uh, I would definitely back up. I would definitely back up what President Trump said in regard to the upset. Right. This would have been an upset for President Trump, uh, because after all, Susan Wright, who was the candidate that he endorsed, um, uh, Susan Wright did not win that election. And now the next day, this was this was a uh, last Tuesday, the next day, um, all of the articles that I could find were like, ooh, Trump is a loser and, and Trump lost all his pull and Trump no longer has political clout and Trump is upset and Trump is crying because Susan Wright did not win in Texas and another Republican did. OK, so, yeah, they, they all they all sit and spin on that. <laughs> <laughs> they all sit and spin on that because obviously, you know, that, I mean, they have nowhere else to go with it. Like, uh, but, but interesting details here, you know, interesting details that Democrats went and voted for, uh, they went and voted for this Republican that was not endorsed by Trump. Now, uh, Elsie was endorsed by other people. I think he was endorsed by like Mike Perry. Um, and, and, uh, there was another rhino that endorsed him. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness, you just, you have to watch out. Maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't a rhino. Maybe it was Ron Paul. I mean, Rand Paul, I apologize. Rand Paul, uh, LZ. Let's find out. Oh, thank you. Oh, and it's not Mike, it's Jake. Get it right. There we go. He looks like a rhino. Anyways, let's see here. No, it doesn't say. It just tells you all these negative things. Trump-backed candidate loses. Uh, Jake Elzey beats Trump-backed candidate. Jake Elzey wins special elections, upsetting Trump. Trump's endorsement record takes a hit without Trump's backing Jake Elzey. Oh, well, that was prior to that. But yeah, now he had received uh, he'd received a few endorsements. Um, I know Perry was one of them. Rick Perry. I don't know what I called him, but he was one of them. Anyhow. OK, so enough about that. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, so interesting enough, interesting enough in this runoff between Elzey and and uh, right, uh, Democrats went in and pushed the vote over. Hmm. I don't know. Well, Mr. Elzey, we'll have to see how you do in this position that you have claimed. Uh, next statement from President Trump. Uh, one of the biggest stories in the lamestream media yesterday was the very important congressional race in Ohio. And whether or not Trump-backed candidate Mike Carey would lose against a large and outstanding field of other candidates. The mainstream was chomping at the bit to re report a loss for a Trump-endorsed candidate. They could not wait. 
In fact, the Washington Post still hasn't corrected their very old story. But lo and behold, instead of a loss, there was a landslide victory for Mike, a win far larger than even the most optimistic of polls. It was a great day for Ohio, but the story of this victory has been barely reported by the fake news. If my endorsed candidate would have lost it, it would have been nothing but front page. Such a double standard, but congratulations to Mike. He will never let Ohio down. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, indeed. And yes, that that uh, we'll talk a little bit about Mike in just a minute. But okay, guys, I promise you that the next person that you are going to see on your screen is supposedly not a swamp creature. Now, you might not be able to tell that by looking at him because, well, you'll see. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Yes, Castle Drummer. Uh, Rick Perry is 100% a rhino and probably a closeted gay man. All right. Uh, here is Boo. <laughs> this guy is all face. He's all face, all head. He, <laughs> he look, I'm not going to get into what he looks like, okay? I'm not going to get into what the shape of his head looks like. But, but uh, this is Representative Billy Long, okay? Now, he's a representative out of Missouri. And uh, he's actually going to be jumping into the Senate race. Now, the reason why he is uh, being featured this close to President Trump's, uh, you know, opening here at the Sea Report is because he's actually been in two meetings at Trump Tower with President Trump and, of course, other conservatives. And uh, it is actually because of these meetings that this man has decided to jump into the race. So just putting the players out there, guys, just putting the players out there. Um, Long is the latest Republican, and he is tossing his hat hair into the ring to uh, to vie against the outgoing or to replace the outgoing Senator Roy Blunt. <laughs> Deborah Erdman says, looks like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like, look, like, look. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like <laughs> his shoulders just go up into a head. <laughs> okay, I need to be nice. We're not supposed to make fun of people. We're not bullies here at the Sea Report, <laughs> unless they're unless they're bona fide, certified swamp people. We're not supposed to make fun of them. All right. I'm sure his mother loved him. Okay. So the congressman announced his campaign Tuesday night on Tucker Carlson's show, actually. I, I did not catch that. I don't, I don't watch Tucker pretty much, but anyways. Okay, um, so uh, just a little information now. This uh, uh, was Billy. Billy! Billy Long has been in Congress since 2010 and has affected no change. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't look like he's, he looks like his legislation is constipated. Anyways, okay. <laughs> no, but it says here, okay, uh, he's been in Congress since 2010. Um, and he already, he's already listing as advisors, the Jamestown Associates, which is a prominent Republican media firm, uh, or probably uh, public relations, you know, that that's his, uh, that's his Olivia Pope. Uh, and Kellyanne Conway, Conway. Okay, so he has the backing of Kellyanne Conway. Uh, so that's not such a bad thing. Um, and uh, he actually also he actually also accompanied Trump 
to the border whenever Trump did his border visit this past June. So, uh, you're right, Philly Q, shame on me. Not nice if he's good, his looks are irrelevant. You know, yes, looks are irrelevant, 100%. They are irrelevant. We're not shallow people here at the Sea Report. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Castle Drummer does say, if he is he a good person? He better have good PR. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Anyways, okay. Guys, I'm sorry. I should not even have opened that can of worms. I should not even have opened that can of worms. <laughs> okay, so you guys know that whenever I am looking for photos of the people I'm putting on the screen, if they're swamp creatures, no holds bar. I will look for the most non-photogenic image that I can find. But this was the best one I could find of this man, okay? <laughs> so anyways, okay. Okay, all right. Before we get too carried away. Uh, so, uh, uh, okay, so uh, uh, at the, uh, I guess, uh, could it be at the encouragement? Could it be at the behest? Uh, um, could, in, in talks with President Trump in the Trump Tower, whatever's going on, uh, just so you know, this is going to be another one. Now, he has not yet received the endorsement of President Trump, right? But he is most definitely uh, joining the race uh, and has been in close quarters with him. So clearly this man uh, has the ear of the president or vice versa. And, uh, and uh, we'll, be look, we'll be watching Billy Long and we'll be rooting for Billy Long. But, you know, with that also comes, uh, that also comes uh, doing a little digging and, and, and making sure that uh, these people are towards uh, our goals in and uh, what we want to have as representation. Now, don't forget, this is going to be in the state of Missouri, looking for the Senate seat of Roy Blunt. So if you are from Missouri, you might want to get crackalacking on figuring out who this Billy Long individual is. <laughs> but uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That is the case. So saith I. Now, this is the gentleman who won uh, the Ohio uh, competition there, election. Then this is now this is Mike Carey. Should I should have had it Mike Carey then Billy Long, but anyways, okay. Uh, so let's see here, <clears throat> Mike Carey. All right. Now, if you guys may remember, uh, we had we had mentioned a few shows ago how when it came to the endorsement of Trump, how important that was to so many people. And uh, Mike Carey was the only one to receive Trump's endorsement. There were 11 other Republicans that were running for the same seat. Now, this is the 15th Congressional District of Ohio. And uh, there were several of them out there that were saying that Trump had endorsed them. And Trump was like, no, 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 no. I did not endorse you. And yeah, and that kind of stuff. But uh, Kerry was did indeed receive the endorsement, and he did indeed win uh, the election contest. Uh, now, Kerry is a former Army National Guard officer um, who has billed himself as the conservative outsider. He's never had he's never held an office, and yet he won thirty seven percent of the vote in Tuesday's primary. So that is quite. Interesting, guys. It's a primary, right? Not the seat. I apologize. I'm already I'm already putting him in Congress. Anyways, so yeah, so 37% of the vote for the primary. Uh, the money is another impressive aspect of Kerry's win. Now, this guy was being his goose was being cooked. He was being outspent by a lot of his uh, a lot of his um, opponents. 
Uh, and uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, the, the Cook Political Report noted uh, Kerry was getting significantly outspent as of late July. Aside from the impressive feat of propelling Kerry from an unknown to a GOP House primary victory, Trump's pick proved reports of the former president's demise as a political kingmaker were greatly exaggerated. Again, we're going into the Susan Wright story. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that, that was in, indeed that case with Susan Wright and LZ, uh, LZ, Jake LZ that we just talked about. Uh, money may have been more of a factor in that race. So now here again, again, we have Trump telling us that uh, Jake LZ and, uh, was voted by Democrats. Vo- Democrats voted for him in order to make sure Trump's pick was not inserted. And then also uh, LZ had $1.7 million, whereas Susan Wright had only $740,000 uh, to, uh, to uh, compete with in that regard. So, yeah, interesting story there. Congratulations to Mike Carey. Uh, first time in office, never held an office before. Uh, this is the primary, uh, but they're already projecting him to be the winner, to, to be uh, nominated or elected to the seat, the 15th Congressional District of Ohio. So that looks like that looks like uh, that looks like it'll be uh, an interesting competition to watch. Sorry, I got distracted. Palmer 1951 said, no more Golden Corral where I live, pandemic. And I, my first thought was, do you live in Georgia? Did Stacey Abrams <laughs> did Stacey Abrams shut you down? Anyways, like, that's just an old joke that, you know, that's just an old joke about Stacey Abrams and buffet lines. All right, let's get off. Uh, let's get off making fun of people, right? Okay. All right, guys, next up, here's what we got. This was actually really cool. Uh, now we've heard about, I don't know if you guys got to see this or not, uh, but we heard about um, we heard about uh, the ladies for Trump having a, a luncheon, a meeting over in New Jersey. I believe it was actually at the Be- Bedminster, New Jersey, at uh, uh, where Trump is uh, currently located there. Um, but uh, they held they held a conference, and uh, President Trump actually uh, actually came in and uh, spoke, did a speech. He he was it's not a long speech; it's like you know. 10, 15 minutes. So we're going to actually listen to that. You know, it'd be nice to hear, hear from our president and man, just talk about, talk about everyone going crazy. Like it, it's just, the room is just like, it's like, I don't know, like, I don't know what, who, who would a really big rock star that people would scream over be like, that would like be like, ah, you'll see. <laughs> this is a rowdy group of patriotic American women here. And uh, it's it's actually a pretty fun video. Now, there's a friend in the community. I don't know who was it. It was either um, ah, it was either D Patriot 1776 or someone. There's another New Jersey friend uh, that that said they were attending this event. So I don't know if they're out there. If you heard about it, drop the name in the chat. And uh, it would be so cool to know to hear her experience about uh, seeing the president live in such an intimate setting. Uh, but either way, we're going to go and play that video for you guys now. So you take a little break and uh, listen to the boss as he uh, as he uh, entertains. And yeah, it's it's a good speech. It's 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 fun. Let you know. 
said, who's going to be here? You know, here, we have a great first lady about uh, 200 yards down the road. And, we, and I said, uh, you Who's the group? You're making a lot of noise. <laughs> said, I said, we have people leading up there. And when I heard the name of the group and the people that are really responsible for putting this together, I said, I think I better go in and say hello. <laughs>
And then we, they learned that we have it essentially on tape, great stenographers. It was all done. It was all down to the word. And they said, we got a problem here because we made up a call. They made it up. These people have done such a tremendous disservice to our country. They have done such a tremendous disservice to our country. But we have the majority by a lot. You know, if you tell me that defund the police, if you tell me that voter ID, but just you have to watch this because you people get it, but a lot of people won't. So defund the police turns out to be a disaster for them in the polls. They tried it, they want to do it, they have done it all over the place, but it was a disaster. You so saw the poll came out, 88%, maybe worse, were in favor of what we say, which is take care of law enforcement because they yeah. take care of us. So, <laughs> you know what I did? I did something good. I had some dinner guests, right? And rather than keeping them waiting for 20 minutes, I said, come on down and listen. <laughs> this way I'm not keeping them waiting. Everybody's happy. They're in the back of the room someplace. <laughs> but, but think of it. I heard your prayer and I love your prayer. <laughs> I just want to say, so what's the disinformation? So they said, defund the police is an 88% our way. Now on Monday, I see this guy that's been always talking about, we must defund the police, take our police departments, get them up. And I say, these people are crazy. And then on Monday, I see, we must fund the police. And the Republicans want to defund. It's disinformation. And then on voter ID, you saw that one. That's a 90% approval, even in the Democrats. I think 69% want an approval. So now they're saying, we demand voter ID. I said, what? And you know what? It's called disinformation. It's called communism. It is because that's what they do. They brainwash, you know? So a night statement from the Romney family. Remember Romney? Did you ever hear Mitt Romney? He's a rhino. He's trying to make, he's working so hard to make a deal right now on infrastructure with the Democrats that's going to make the Republicans look so weak and so stupid. But he's a super, he's just a super rhino. But the word was brainwash. They want to brainwash people. So what they're doing is they're using disinformation. And now their new line is, we want voter ID. <laughs> we want to never, ever defund the police. The Republicans don't. These people are sick. But as long as you're aware of what's going on, this group is... It has been an honor. We have 75. Possibly be against voter integrity. They're going over the results of an election. 
If you look at what's happening in Georgia, you look at what's happening in Arizona. Yeah, those are great yeah, patriots. Yeah. Those Arizona yeah, senators yeah. are incredible patriots. You look at what's going on all over the place. Now Texas is thinking about doing, even though we won it by a lot. They're just saying they should have done it. I'll tell you what. Said something, so I love this state. I love New Jersey. They tell me don't campaign in New Jersey because a Republican can't win. But every place I go, when you look at the millions of mail in ballots, look at California with that 38 million mail in ballots. And you look at some of these states, Virginia. Uh, Washington, you take a look at Washington, take a look at Oregon, take a look now at Colorado. They mail in millions and millions of ballots and they cheat like hell. And yeah, look, you know, we have told people, we have told people, we told people about the media. You know, the media had a very high approval rating when I ran for office when I first started. Yeah. Now I think they're lower than Congress. <laughs> but I just want to say you are special people. I would have felt so badly if I walked around and had my dinner and snuck out. We're looking at uh, tremendous... Horrible things took place during this election. And, and this person said, though, so what was the difference? I said, I'll tell you what the difference was. We got 75 million votes, not including the votes they threw away, because that's the easiest way of cheating, right? You saw where they have votes printed on false paper. They have ballots that are missing. They have more votes than they have ballots in some states, like Michigan. And then the, the Michigan Republican Senate. A bunch of rhinos doesn't want to move on it, like as an example. We need to pass. You're going to be very happy. So, just to finish off, just to finish off, it's an honor. You're incredible people. We had the governor of, a, of Alaska, a great guy, who was in the next room, and I'm walking out, and I see all these beautiful women walking out. I said, where the hell are they going? And they talked about America first. But think of it. So we got 75 million votes, at least. And we were told, we were told, we were told that if we get 64, we got 63 and 16 if we get 64 or 65, you can't lose. We got 75 million. We took them by surprise. You know, we really took them by surprise in 16. And they said, we'll never let it happen again. And then we had a landslide election. And they said, holy shit. And they went stone cold crazy. And when you watched the returns coming in on election night, and you saw we were way up in way up all over. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, ballot drops all the stuff. So we're not forgetting. I, I happen to think, you know what, I told this to a group of very good Republicans today, some senators that actually are really pretty good. I mean, they, they don't quite have that strength that you need. And they, have a, they have a lousy leader at Mitch McConnell. I call him the old crow. He's useless. He's a useless guy. Can you imagine... Uh, Schumer doing what McConnell, here we have so much, now we found much more, but at that time, 
We had so much, and he has to get back. We have to get off once he's back. And what happened? We have to approve the other guy. Approve Biden. Biden. They're going to approve Biden. So Biden walks into the White House. The first thing he does is sign 17 total killer. So look, we have the strongest border. Now we have the weakest. Your, your gasoline. Was a dollar eighty seven. Now it's four dollars and fifty two cents, and many other things. And many other things. It's very scary. The inflation, all of that, is really scary. But what's really horrible is the crime. What's really horrible is that people are emptying their prisons. Other countries, the dictators, the presidents. And who the hell can blame them? They're emptying their prisons into the United States of America. And these are criminals, the likes of which you've never seen before. I just want to thank you all. We are fighting like hell. And see, now I don't feel guilty anymore. I can go and I can say, not only can I say hello. And that's pretty much that. That was that was fun. <laughs> it was the earliest. It's like, where am I at? Ch uh, Trump speaking at the Chippendales, or <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, but yeah, you could tell people definitely still love this man. So that's saying earlier at the onset of today's show. Um, you're welcome, grafted in. Have a good one now. Uh, hey, Rapture Ready, looking up. I saw you popping in. Uh, your boy, Death. What's up? Uh, let's see. Let me just say a quick howdy do hello. Philly Q, Texcal, uh, WC Cranop, thank you also for the gold pills, my friend. And uh, I hope things get, well, I mean, we could only hope things get better than they are, right? When we're talking about something like the fires that are going up in your near neck of the woods. Uh, don't worry, WC, I'm not going to be like, no excuses, take off your mask. <laughs> like, absolutely uh, protect thyself. That's that's the real danger right there. The, that's, not, that's not like this corona crap, right? Uh, but yes, hey, casual GG. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. If I can find if I can find the source material, we will definitely play it here on the C report. Uh, but yeah, um, that's what I was saying at the onset of today's report when we're talking about uh, people, Americans going into the streets uh, for Trump, like the numbers are there. You know, I mean, he is a rock star wherever he goes. And he did not even have to go and speak. Yes, it was at Bidminster, New Jersey Country Club. He did not even have to go speak to them, and he was not invited to speak. So I know there's there's someone in the family, guys. I keep on thinking it was Depatriot, but it, it may not have been Depatriot. Uh, but someone in the family was saying that they were going to be in attendance at this event in New Jersey, and uh, they were hoping that he would show up and give a speech. And sure enough, uh, you know that is that is uh, he's he's a man of of class and. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to take care of the people. 
So I'm sure, as you could tell, everyone indeed was excited to hear him speak at this Ladies for Trump event. Uh, definitely, definitely. Probably made their day, made their month, made their year. Uh, I know it would have mine, but I'm not a lady. <laughs> All right. Okay, who's this, guys? Boy, oh boy, it has been a while since we've heard from our... Uh, our uh, Dr. Kelly Ward here at the Sea Report. We used to play her videos all the time back in the day, uh, but now, but now you know the Arizona Republican Party. Uh, they've they've kind of taken the smarter route, and now they have several members of their party who do these daily updates and noticias and different things like that. So, uh, we're gonna play this one real quick, just because you know we miss Dr. Kelly Ward here at the Sea Report, and uh, she she catches us up. Uh, it, it, like what it takes me like three reports to do. She does in like, you know, three minutes. So <laughs> we're going to catch up with her real quick. And then we're going to talk Arizona a little bit and we're going to talk Arizona a little bit. And, uh, and then, uh, we'll, we'll take it from there, ladies and gentlemen, but let's, uh, let's go ahead and get this rolling. Hello everyone. It is time for the daily update from the Republican party of Arizona. I am your chairwoman, Dr. Kelly Ward. Maricopa County continues with their insubordination toward the state Senate's statutory authority to audit. In this case, to specifically audit the November 2020 election. In other words, the Board of Supervisors is obstructing America's audit. The Arizona State Senate issued new subpoenas demanding information from Maricopa County, information that is needed to complete the audit. The county responded by saying they've provided everything that they are going to provide despite only partially and begrudgingly fulfilling their obligations. It seems to me that we are going to have some more court appearances coming up. Senate President Karen Fan, she released a statement saying that the audit team will be getting copies of the mail-in envelopes, and she said that the final report will be better for it. Yes, it will. Now, she tweeted out a statement today, well, yesterday, actually, about Maricopa County's non-action on just about everything else. She tweeted, in quotes, build the case, set the trap, and boom, the Maricopa lies will come back to haunt them. Boom. Huh. I'm anxious to find out what that means. And I know you are too. Now, State Senator Sonny Borelli, my state senator from Mojave County, sent an official legislator request for attorney general investigation of alleged state law violation by a city, county, or town. Yes, there is actually a form for our legislators to do just this. The specific reason for this request to the AG, Maricopa County's failure to comply with a valid and enforceable legislative subpoena. A few years ago, we passed a law in Arizona. It was Senate Bill 1487 when it came to be. That law says that if local officials violate state law and the state attorney general confirms it, then those officials can be charged with a class two misdemeanor for every single time that they've broken the law. Also, the local entity, city or county can lose 10% of the revenue they receive from the state until they do comply. Accountability. 
with Maricopa County, Senator Borelli estimates that it could be over $60 million, $60 million. There is an aspect of Maricopa County's response that I have got to address. <laughs> In the cover letter sent to the state Senate saying they would not comply, the chairman of the county supervisors, Jack Sellers, wrote, he wrote this, and this is in quotes too, the board has real work to do and little time to entertain this adventure into Never Neverland. So dismissive of the questions his own constituents have about our elections. And the rest of the letter is even more condescending or worse, it's sickening. This is what elected officials in Maricopa County think of you. This wasn't a tweet. It wasn't a flippant remark at a party or a blog post. This was an official response to legal subpoenas from a duly elected legislative body on Maricopa County letterhead. As an elected official serving my GOP constituents now, and as a former state senator, I have never, never seen such a reprehensible use of official, official government communication. Never. Jack Sellers may not like who the state Senate chose to do the audits, but that comes with the territory. When there is a truly independent audit, guess what, Jack? You do not get to select who audits you. What you do get to choose is how you communicate with the public, with other elected officials and the voters who elected you. While it was the Arizona State Senate that initiated the audit, they did so on behalf of hundreds of thousands of their own constituents, not to mention the millions, millions of voters nationwide who demanded that the 2020 election be reviewed. Many of those voters are the very same voters that you I hate to even call you supervisor, but supervisor Jack Sellers are supposed to represent. Jack, you have not just disrespected the audit team in the state Senate, you have disrespected the voters, the people of Maricopa County, Arizona, and people across the country who want and deserve real, real answers. I can tell you, people are tired of the condescension of public officials. Those officials are supposed to be public servants, not arrogant, unaccountable masters of the people. Now, anybody can misspeak or can make a social media post in, you know, that they just did quickly and later regret it. But this, this was a planned, written response to a legal document. And it was likely gone over with a fine toothed comb by the county's attorneys. Super supervisor, Supervisor Sellers and his, his lawyers are clearly beyond what I would consider out of line. As we saw from President Fan's tweet today, this is a long way from being over. I'll be here to make sure you are informed. Now remember, here at the Republican Party of Arizona, we will not stop in the effort to restore confidence in our elections, to restore our voter confidence and our election integrity. And right here, it is always America first. See you next time. There we go. There goes Dr. Kelly Ward. Woo! We love Dr. Kelly Ward. Okay. So, and people said she was a rhino. What? Um, okay. So, uh, 
and you know, you know, the Maricopa uh, Board, uh, County Board of Supervisors, I would say, aside from being way out of line, I mean, with all of the letters of uh, indignation that they've sent, all of their defiance and their responses, uh, as much as they have fought and, you know, and, and like it's their letters, they're so condescending. Well, if you hadn't figured out that the election ended in 2020, well, you need to catch up, honey. Like, really? Like, what kind of how could you dignify a response like that? Right. And this is from this is from a supposed Republican. Again, rhino hunting season. They're all going to come out and drop. They're all going to drop trow as they move along and they expose themselves, right? I mean, they have to do it. Like they have to show whose side they're on. And, and, you know, maybe again, that's why we're going through what we're going with because they will be forced to drop trow and expose themselves in the end. Just like Jack Sellers, this uh, uh, chairman supervisor Republican over in Maricopa County is doing. Now, um, uh, as as you say, you know, they're well beyond out of line. I'd say that based on all of their responses and the way that they've been handling this they're well beyond redemption they're well beyond redemption and the only the only thing the only recourse that we have at this point is in fact for them to be arrested you know get get the uh, sergeant at arms or the master of arms or services or whatever he's called uh round them up and uh hold them in contempt of court because that's exactly what they are and in fact we're going to be looking at some documents now in this regard now we talked about yesterday with Sonny Borelli and how he was invoking, what was it, SB 1497, if I'm not mistaken, or 1487, uh, a Senate bill, uh, wherein they can call on, uh, they can call on, um, they can call on the state AG to do an investigation and then, you know, start to handle it that way. Should have been done a long time ago, but I think the reason why the AG could not act on it is because the Senate took a vote and Paul Boyer said, no, we're not going to hold him in contempt of court. And so Paul Boyer, the Senate rhino, Paul Boyer, that guy. Yeah. So because of him, AG could not move forward is kind of what I'm thinking was the, the, the schematics there about what was going on with that regard. Um, uh, not not letting AG Bronovich off the hook, though, not letting him off the hook by any means. Uh, but. Uh, we've heard about uh, uh, Wendy Rogers. We've heard about Sonny Borelli. So now let's take a look at an effort that Senator Telly, Kelly Townsend is taking um, in regards to fighting for election integrity in Arizona. Now, what Kelly Townsend is kind of the angle that she's taking, the bill that she's introducing, or, or actually not the bill, but rather she's actually uh, getting in, in touch with the Auditor General of the state of Arizona to look at some other aspects of it. But in doing so, we're seeing some other very interesting um, uh, legislation documentation uh, that could also go to holding the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors um, um, accountable for their actions. But uh, in regard to uh, in regard to uh, Kelly Townsend here, uh, Kelly Townsend has successfully pushed for a financial audit of the Center for Tech and Civic Living. You know what that means, guys. That is the Zuckerbucks outfit. Now, that is the nonprofit organization that donated, like, was it $350 million around the United States into specific city centers to help or to assist 
uh, Democrat and progressive um, areas to, uh, to 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 ramp it up, you know. So, but also at that, we don't know what else was uh, this money was used for. We don't know where else it went. We don't know who it paid out. Uh, we'd seen some uh, evidence. I think it was in Wisconsin about where some of this money was going. Now, this the money for center the the money that came from the Center of Tech and Civic Living, which again, this is Zuckerberg. Uh, Zuckerberg. This is he he spent his Zuckerbucks uh, this way. Again, private money going into um, influence donations. Now, we had actually covered an article. Uh, we covered actually documentation of where some of that money was being spent in Wisconsin. Now, keep in mind, this Center for Tech and Civic Living, their sole reason for donating, you know, oodles of money into the elections was to, uh, to, to spur a safer election. So they would have been, they should have been spending their money like on, you know, hand wipes, hand sanitizer, stuff like that. Circles for people to stand in to social distance because this was all about Corona. That was the entire reason for this whole Center for Tech and Civic Life. Uh, and also it would pay for drop boxes. So this way you could do 24 hour midnight drop offs, uh, you know, anywhere you wanted. So yeah, it paid for drop boxes. But one thing that they did find, uh, and we found this again, because it went into every state, it was even used here in Texas. I, I think Dallas, the Dallas area was uh, one of the prime beneficiaries of Zuckerbucks in the state of Texas, because they had all those drop boxes and they had uh, 24 hour drop in ballot mailboxes and stuff like that. Um, um, uh, one thing that we're finding is that where the Center for Tech and Civic Living did uh, infuse all of this capital into the elections to make them safer, right? Um, they also uh, they also only gave it specifically to Democrat progressive type areas and candidates. So th they did not do this in a nonpartisan, unbiased kind of way. Like they didn't they didn't give e they did not apportion the money out equally to all precincts. They only fed the money where they knew it would be most effective for their agenda, which was to get Democrats, liberals, progressives in office. So that's one big thing there, because I think it's Michigan that already passed, uh, started or passed legislation. Uh, and it might be Wisconsin also. There's a couple of states that are banning. I think Texas did it also, where they're banning big money like this, infusing it. And some people have put it in the legislation to the effect that if they are going to do it, it has to be equally apportioned. It cannot just go to like, you know, the Democrat center of town and then just neglect everyone else because obviously that's going to cause a manner of influence, right? So Kelly Townsend has gotten a hold of the uh, Auditor General, uh, someone by the name of Lindsey Perry, and uh, is initiating an audit of the money that Zuckerbucks, uh, uh, Zucker, I keep saying that, well, he spent his Zuckerbucks, right? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, an audit of the money that Zuckerberg spent on the election in Arizona, as well as how they acquired the Dominion equipment. So keep in mind, not every state in the union used Dominion equipment. Uh, Texas, for example, said no to Dominion. Uh, and there's some good reasons cited here why as we move along. Now, Arizona State Senator Kelly Townsend initiated another investigation into the 2020 election with requests for the Arizona Auditor General to investigate the $3 million uh, that Zuckerberg used to fund the Maricopa County uh, 2020 presidential election. 
Uh, she said in a tweet, I am pleased to announce that my request for the audit of the Zuckerberg bucks that funded the Arizona 2020 general election as being realized as the auditors general is getting everything set to begin. It will be interesting to see exactly how this money was spent. So that's very exciting. Uh, we also have um, we also have screenshot copies of her uh, her um, uh, email to the auditor general. It says here, General Perry, I wanted to reach out and ask if you would be able to let me know how much your office would need appropriated in order to audit certain financial aspects of the 2020 general election. This would be including the following issues. One, private grant monies received and spent by the Secretary of State. A, how is the money used to educate voters to sign up for PEVL or request an early ballot and how much? B, what amount was spent on personnel and how? C, details on their recruitment of poll workers, where the recruitment was targeted to criteria for selection, where the advertisements were placed, etc. D, details on how the SOS invested these monies to combat misinformation and disinformation. What services did they use? What information was, uh, was dis disseminated and where? How much was spent? Now, this, sec this, uh, this one here details on their recruitment of poll workers. How much money do you think Ruby Friedman over there in, uh, in Georgia got from Zuckerbuck's money? And, and that Rudy, Rudy, whatever his last name was, uh, it was Rudy, Ruby, and uh, Shantae. No, just kidding. It wasn't Shantae. It was, <laughs> uh, it was Wanda. Wanda, Ruby, and Rudy. Those were the, those were the crookeds over there at the uh, State Farm Arena in Georgia that were running that show. Um, um, because... Zuckerbucks went into also recruitment as well, you know, like that, like in the Wisconsin document, it showed the allotment for it, like how much money was spent on this, how much money was spent on PPE, how much money was spent on drop boxes, how much money was spent on like, they had people that were making ballots there also, okay, and that was also in the document. Um, and so uh, um uh, you have to wonder, you know, like if the state is not going to be able to pay for this. And 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 the, the other thing about that Wisconsin document with the Zuckerbucks and all of this going on is that because it was like one of those it was like one of those surveys. And it was like, tell us how tell us how uh, spending the money went for you over there in Wisconsin, you know, signed the Center for Tech and Civic Living. And um, and so, uh, you know, it was like, were you fully satisfied? Did you use all your funds? If you did not use all your funds please tell us how you are going to use your funds. So like they were encouraging the people to use all of the money and that they were not going to, uh, they, they didn't have to take it back, you know? So, and in one case they didn't use all the money. Uh, I think it was in, and maybe it was in Georgia, but they were down there too. Like this, the, like there was like $5 million that went into Georgia because they had the 2020 election. Plus they had the runoff in January. So they actually spent more money in Georgia the Center for Tech and Civic Living, you know, Zuckerbucks funded and a nonprofit organization in Georgia, but $3 million spent in Arizona. So uh, very interesting to see how that will pan out, I think. Now, the letter continues. Uh, they also want to know two private grant monies accepted by what counties. Let me go ahead and uh, flip this screen. Uh, what was that money spent on? What amount was spent on personnel and how? Any unmet need by the county supervisors and funding that necessitated these grant monies? Any other ways these monies were used? And how much is left over, if any? The acquisition slash RFP process of Dominion Voting Systems in Maricopa County. 
Well, that's number three. Uh, A, the details of the lease agreement and efforts to acquire the system. B, meeting minutes from all meetings to discuss the merits of the voting system. C, what public involvement occurred regarding this acquisition. And D, what security and or technical analysis occurred regarding this voting system. Uh, so that is what they are looking for in that regards. Uh, let me see if I have something palatable to put up here real quick. Okay, we'll look at that one in a minute. Let's get let's get Kelly back on the board. Okay. Hey, Kelly, what's up? All right. So now we have that going on. Um, we have, okay, so so that is the new push. Now, um, that, okay, so now there was, there was actually, I guess this is, let me see what this, it's Arizona, I think it's Arizona Resolution, A-R-S, I'll make sure I give you guys the right one here, uh, that way I'm not, uh, giving you faulty information, 41-1460. Let's just see what that says. Ah, Arizona Revised Statute. Okay, so ARS 41-1279.04. Now that is uh, that is uh, Arizona Revised Statute. Now, according to this Arizona Revised Statute, it provides the Auditor General's authority to examine records Paragraph D states that any office or person who knowingly fails or refuses to permit access and examination is guilty of a class two misdemeanor. And actually, I had heard or I read somewhere that uh, that's kind of what uh, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors would fall into. But it was actually it was the wording on that one was actually a lot heavier. It was like failing to appear in court kind of stuff. Um, anyhow. Uh, let's see here. The statute provides a class two misdemeanor for the supervisors if they do not comply. This requested audit will show exactly how private grant money like the three million dollars in Zuckerbucks was used, um, but also about uh, the request for proposal and the process of acquiring Dominion as an election vendor. So there was actually a lot more interesting information that I'm going to show you in this next document, guys. I was like, wow. Uh, this is there's a lot more here than what this article is talking about. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at that. So uh, we're, we're, okay, so because a part of a request here is not just to see uh, the tabulations, the receipts on what Zuckerberg's and Zuckerberg's money was spent on, but also how they acquired the Dominion machines in the state of Arizona. Okay, and for that there was a document by a lady of the name of Marissa Hamilton. This is her document here. I'll expand that just a little bit for you guys. Now, um, let's see. This is the a briefing on the Arizona election audit. Dude, do I have? Yeah. Okay, so the purpose of this, let me go ahead and expand that for you guys. Now, the purpose of this debriefing, now check this out. This was in December of 2020 that this came out. So all of this stuff is already known, right? Um, the this this briefing documents concerns and irregularities with the 2020 general election in Arizona, with the focus on Maricopa County, unless otherwise stated. So uh, let's see here. Uh, where are we going to begin? Um, uh, well, okay. So the first section here was about voter registration. So I don't know if you guys remember that there was some complaint about this uh, this guy by the name of uh, Adrian Fontes. Now, Adrian Fontes was the uh, uh, the, the uh, Maricopa County clerk 
um, or re uh, well, re recorder is what they call them, the recorder. Uh, and he's the one who um, preceded uh, recorder Ricker. Uh, if you guys remember who Ricker is, like, I mean, they're all supposedly Republicans. Well, Infantis was, or Fontes was actually a Democrat, but there was a lot of stuff going on with Fontes. Like he was doing things uh, very irregularly speaking. Uh, and um, actually Senate President Karen Fan spoke a little bit at length about what he was doing. But uh, there was a lot of shady stuff going on with Fontes that they were aware of, and it took them a while to get him out. Um, but uh, let's see here. So this this whole first part right up here about voter registration is basically kind of talking about the way he handled that. Um, and, you know, like I said, they were trying to get him out for a long time because he was just not doing doing the uh, things the right way. It was very uh, misplaced and stuff. But uh, going into Maricopa County Dominion request for um, what was it called? The request for request for a proposal. Uh, this is about how they're getting it. And it says, on May 2019, the Elections Committee reported to the Board of Supervisors their intention to conduct a request for a proposal for a new election tabulation system. They failed to state that this meeting that that they failed to state at this meeting that not only had they already begun the RFP in March, but they had chosen a vendor only final contract formalities and a vote remained. Maricopa County records reflect no other vendors participated in the RFP. No screening documents with a pass-fail requirement were presented by procurement and no technical or security analysis reports were published before or after securing the contracts with Dominion. The RFP contains limited security requirements by Maricopa County and does not it does not inquire regarding ownership of Dominion. So they don't know who owns Dominion. For all we know, it could be, you know, the Chinese. Uh, they don't have, they didn't ask about where location of offices are, who, where the location of the developers are. They don't know where the location of their servers are. I think in Germany, maybe uh, redundancy, foreign interference. They didn't ask them if there was any, uh, you know, anything involving foreign interference with Dominion. Subsidiaries, who they, who's, who's working under them. Donations, who are their donors, investors, who's investing in them. So none of these questions were asked of Dominion by the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And again, this was this was like they had already made up their minds. Kind of reminds me of New Hampshire. They had already made up their minds, but, uh, you know, they were going to go ahead and move forward with this. Now, here's where it gets kind of interesting. Also, um, the uh, Arizona Secretary of State Equipment Certification Advisory Committee conducted the only public available review of Dominion. Um, so again, this is this is Katie Hobbs's outfit. They're the only ones that conducted a, a public a public um, review of Dominion. Uh, it was led by the anti-Trump Antifa apologist, Dominion executive by the name of Eric Coomer, um, and he led two cells demonstrations instead of a formal committee-driven technical analysis to satisfy the state. Uh, certification requirements. So sales demonstrations. He was like, yeah, push this button and it turns on, you know, drop it off a building and it, and it works. You know, they did not do a technical analysis of the equipment. The committee did not produce any examination reports of their findings. Only meeting minutes on October 29, 2019 and January 28, 2020 are publicly available documenting the sales demos because they had already chosen Dominion as their as their vendor. So who knows? You know, maybe they did the all up before. I'm not sure. Now, Dominion has security concerns. In the Arizona Secretary of State's October 29th meeting, Coomer says the login for adjudication is set up as one log per, login per adjudication team. 
instead of an individual user. Maricopa County chose not to have full traceability and chain of custody by logging each adjudicator's username on their machines during the election. On page 31 of the RFP, Dominion insists on requirement that they must fully participate in and support county's final election readiness security audit. Direct mandatory participation in security activity is an unusual request as the industry standards is for technology companies to always be an arm's length distance for security purposes. So two interesting points there. Again, you know, uh, these people are going to have this shared password. There's going to be no chain of custody by logging in each adjudicator's name. So you don't know who's pushing the buttons. You just know that someone from the general group is in there. And then also here, um, uh, Dominion was to participate in 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 a final election readiness security audit, but that did not happen. It says here on the day before early voting began on October 6th, Maricopa County published a video called Vote Center's Inside Look that displayed all of the Dominion USB ports of the voting machines were open and unsealed. So their their USB drives were accessible to anybody. Open USB ports was the top security concern causing the text causing Texas to reject Dominion's software models. Okay. Then it goes on to Dominion transparency opportunities. Oh, this one's interesting. Uh, it says um, uh, Maricopa County states Dominion must be able uh, capable of posting all ballot images and adjudication records with markings on a public website. Dominion confirmed their ability to fulfill this request. Maricopa County never implemented a transparency website. So Maricopa County is guilty of not providing a platform for them to uh, complete this function. After being sued for access to ballots and signatures, Maricopa County argued in court that they must limit eyes on any of these records. Hmm. I wonder why they have to limit the eyes on any of these records, right? And then uh, we'll just read this one last, the AAC certification. Per the United States Election Assistance Commission, Dominion 5.5B was certified based on the 15-year-old EAC voluntary guidelines from 2005. 15 years. So that means uh, they did not recertify them. It says EAC was unable to update standards until 2015 because they lacked a sufficient quorum for four years. It is unknown why EAC did not use the 2015 standards to certify Dominion in 2019. MC, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, and Arizona Secretary of State claim this 15-year-old standard is sufficient to make 2020 the most secure election of our lifetime. And don't forget, guys, as we've talked about before, uh, these machines were not certified since 2016. 2016 was the last time that they were certified. Now, um, it said here, like it said, they had a 15-year-old standard, right? They used the same standard that they used in 2005. But in 2015, that's why it says it is unknown why EAC did not use the 2015 standards to certify Dominion in 2019. The last time they were certified was 2015. So that would make, or 2000, yeah, 2016, I apologize, 15, 16. So that would make, that would make the last legal and certified election to take place in 2016, meaning 
everything since then should be null. I mean, according to the standards that the EAC has set out for our elections, it should be null. So, yep, that's that's a, that's a bit of interesting information there, guys, that, that, you know, this is, all of this is coming out again now, like, if enough of us are paying attention, you know, I dare say that it'll be hard for them to pull this crap off again, uh, because it's, it's kind of like alerting the good guys, hey, uh, we need to be a little bit more deeply involved in some of these shenanigans, but again, you know, George Soros has been going after these uh, specific departments, whether it's the SOS or the sheriff, you know, or the governors or what have you to make sure that they're all on uh, the bandwagon with them. But I found this to be quite interesting, quite interesting indeed. And so we'll see what happens now moving forward in Maricopa County and in Arizona as we move forward. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know, we're on the 4th of August. We'll see where we are in a week or so, and we'll see how this is looking. Because what, seven days from now, one week from today is August 11th. Mm. And isn't that supposed to be one of those days, right? Just one of them days. Uh, hey there, Sean Joe, a weaponized truth and Empress speech to you. Thank you for the cookies. Appreciate you so much. How you doing, weaponized? Good to see you in the house. Um, and yes, indeed, always appreciate the gold pill support, guys. Um, and we can keep on a moving here at the Sea Report. Uh, we're gonna skip that one for today, okay? Oh, why? <laughs> I told you there was gonna be one swamp creature on screen today, okay, guys? And now I feel bad. I mean, uh, this guy just has—he just has a face I cannot stand. This man, you know who this man is, right? I just can't stand it. I cannot stand that face. Uh, let's let this will yeah, that's better. Okay. <laughs> that's a little bit better. Okay. So I cannot stand Alexander Vindman. I can't stand him. I cannot stand this man. Okay. You guys know who this man is, right? He's coming back into the news because apparently, you know, he did his job. He did his job lying to the American people perjuring himself in in congress during a senate hearing this is one of the witnesses that they used during the trump impeachment round one right fight like okay so vindman what was the deal with vindman you guys we're gonna play we're gonna play the clips to bring up the the bad memories right so this way we can get a, a grasp of how fake this weasel is like this guy is a fake weasel he's a weasel like no other a disgrace for being a twin. No, just kidding. I mean, he is a twin, but, you know, we, we can't hold that against him. Not all twins are bad, you know. Uh, but, um, uh, like, uh, I remember, because I, I remember watching the hearing. I remember watching the impeachment hearing and the trial. And, you know, when you look at people or you you see people, listen to them, you can get a sense of their character and and how they are. And this guy is a total weasel a total spineless weasel, and he's a terrible actor, okay? And he does not know how to prepare for a hearing because as you will see in his opening statements, the man either did not uh, need to practice when he was reading, reading, he needed to practice it more, or if he was cold reading, then he sucks at reading. Okay, so anyways, so I'll stop with the personal attacks, Mr. C. I will stop with the personal attacks. I'm sorry, okay? But I just, this guy's like, uh, like one of the biggest weasels. So 
you know, you know how it goes in Washington, right? Like you're going to, if you're working for the bad guys, the globalists, you're going to get, you know, some kind of accolades. He, this guy's really supported by the Truman national um, Truman national security project. Now, again, the Truman national security project, I encourage you all to look it up is a, uh, it's a think tank and a do tank. It's a den for progressives. Like these people are pumping out progressives like left and right, like every day, like they got a lot of people in Congress. This is like AOC stuff. This is like, really, this is like, if you want to know where the den of progressives are, look up the Truman national security project, not council project okay they do true con which is a convention for true cons because that's what they are you know they have a whole bunch of things with truman i mean i know i've mentioned the truman national security project several times on the c report we did an entire show on like a two-hour show on them back in march um maybe we should bring that up or have a replay or something like that because um i don't know if the video is still out there anywhere it's probably wiped uh, but another uh, no, the, the true the Truman National Security Project actually gave this man an award. Like they actually gave him an award because of his bravery for lying to the American public. And and now, okay, aside from this whole crap show that he played during the Trump impeachment uh, impeachment hearings, like he really was like one of those uh, hinge people that they really the globalists really fell on him to like basically lay on the sword, right? Like this guy is going to end up being an entire. Uh, fall man like he's gonna be the fall guy like this guy does not really like he is so caught up in his own like glory right he's so blinded by whatever favor he has found by his dark masters that he does not realize how much and how badly he is a fall guy this is a patsy guys mark my words like you're gonna see this man fall hard like he may end up being court-martialed he may end up be going to jail he might end up going in for treason because of his role during the trump impeachment trials like he is a big fall guy he's so blind i mean i don't know what kind of character personality it takes to do the things that he did as he did on television but this man is gonna fall hard so the current process that this man is going through in his little celebrity of working for the globalists is he's got a book coming out okay and so that's part of the money laundering scheme right they're like well we can't really wire you money so we'll just give you a book deal and we'll give you a huge you know uh we'll give you a huge uh what do you call that i'm I'm in the publishing industry can't even remember what it's called advance right man let me tell you what as a writer, I would die to have an advance and sign contracts and stuff like that, um, like big time. But then it's like, well, the whole industry is awash with all of these losers and all of these people that are corrupt. And, and you know, just about every publishing, major publishing house, like how could one expect to honestly get in there when, when you know, even the New York Times book re- reading list, like the top 25 books. The only way they get in there is because their publicist pays them to be on the list. Like, it's not even by merit anymore. Even the publishing industry is a 100% complete sham. So, like, it's it's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. So, I can't be a rock star. I can't be a, an actor. I can't even be a writer anymore. Screw it. That's why I do self-publishing. Okay, so. All right, let's 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 finish with this guy here, guys. We'll wrap up the show, and we'll just let you guys know about... Uh, what's going on with Vinman? 
Okay, so basically the big whoop here is it's not that he has a book coming out. Any, no one could care less. They would probably use it for toilet paper, uh, you know, in the event that uh, there was a run on toilet paper again. You know, maybe I should get a copy. No, just kidding. I'd probably wait until it was in the one cent books. And even then, I don't think his words would be worth wiping my tuchus with. But anyways, okay, so he's he has an upcoming memoir. Uh, memoirs of a weasel lying about a president. That's what it's called. And um, uh, basically this, okay. His role in all of this had to do with the phone call, right? It had to do with the, the Trump Zelensky phone call. It had to do with the whistleblower that Adam shifty eye shift was so hard up to uh, keep a secret. Right. And we're okay. Well, first, okay. Let's go ahead and, <laughs> Let's go ahead and play you some footage. Let's start here. Now, this is part of his opening remark. We're not going to listen to the entirety of it. We're just going to give you a, a just a quick boost or a quick reminder of this uh this man's terrible performance. Okay, like this man, I would not want to be a fall guy or a patsy because he sucked at it. And the only reason why he's getting away with it is because uh, they they bold face lie or gaslight you in the media. And uh, I mean, he just sits there so self-content, content, even and you'll see in the next clip after this. But whenever uh, Devin Nunes is questioning him and Adam Schiff uh, like breaks in to like uh, defend him or whatever, sits there so smugly and self-content and his spinelessness, it makes me sick. All right. Here's from his statement. April 21st, 2019, Vladimir Zelensky was elected president of Ukraine in a landslide victory on a unity, reform, and anti-corruption platform. President Trump called President Zelensky on April 21st, 2019 to congratulate him on his victory. I was the staff officer who produced the call materials and was one of the staff officers who listened to the call. The call was positive and President Trump expressed his desire to work with President Zelensky and extended an invitation to visit the White House. In May, the man cannot read like he can't even read like, come on, guy. I would have been like, unless they prepared this like right before he went in for the hearing, I would have been practicing that all night. Right. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't know how to read. I attended the inauguration of President Zelensky as part of the presidential delegation led by Secretary Perry. Following the visit, the members of the delegation provided President Trump a debriefing offering a positive assessment of President Zelensky and his team. After this debriefing, President Trump signed a congratulatory letter to President Zelensky, Zelensky and extended an, another invitation to visit the White House. On July 10, 2019, Alexander Danyaluk, then Ukraine's National Security Advisor, visited Washington, D.C. for a meeting with National Security Advisor Bolton. Ambassador Volker and Sondland, Ambassadors Volker and Sondland, and Secretary Rick Perry also attended the meeting. I attended with Dr. Hill. We fully anticipated the Ukrainians would raise the issue of, meet, of a meeting between the presidents. Ambassador Bolton cut the meeting short when Ambassador Sondland started to speak about the requirement that Ukraine deliver specific investigations in order to secure the meeting with President Trump. Following this meeting, there was a short debriefing during which Ambassador Sondland emphasized importance of Ukraine delivering the investigations into the 2016 elections, the Bidens and Burisma. I stated to Ambassador Sondland that this was inappropriate and had nothing to do with national security. Dr. Hill also asserted his comments when proper. Following the meeting, Dr. Hill and I agreed to report the incident to NSC's lead counsel, 
Mr. John Eisenberg. On July 21st, 2019, President Zelensky won a parliamentary election in another landslide victory. The NSC proposed that President Trump call President Zelensky to congratulate him. On July 25th, 2019, the call occurred. I listened on the, in on the call in the Situation Room with White House colleagues. I was concerned by the call. What I heard was inappropriate, and I reported my concerns to Mr. Eisenberg. It is improper for the President of the United States to demand a foreign government investigate a U.S. citizen and a political opponent. Okay, so here's point one, guys. It was an inappropriate call between President Trump and President Zelensky. It's inappropriate for quid pro Joe, right? Okay, guys, like, we have the transcript, okay? It's published on one of my websites. Like, how on earth? Okay, how? Okay, because now this guy is claiming to be the whistleblower. This man is claiming that he is the whistleblower that Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff himself, Pencil Neck, is, was trying to protect. And we're going to play that clip, too, in just a minute, guys. We're going to play that clip. But... This guy is now saying he's the whistleblower, okay? But he now, right here, he's saying that he was listening to the call. Okay, so we have the transcript. So how on earth can this man propose to release a memoir about an entire debacle? Because, I mean, acquitted, hello. An entire debacle that has been totally proven false. You, you know what I should have brought up? I should have brought up Adam Schiff's also. I mean, do you guys want to hear Adam Schiff reading the phone call transcript? The one that he made up? I'll bring it up right now. I will play that too. Just, just for shits and giggles. Just for goofs and gaffs. Sorry, I don't like to say the other one. Just for goofs and gaffs. We'll listen to Adam Schiff's reading of this supposed phone call, right? And it has been proven false. So how can these guys even think that they can still get away with, like, making money or uh, lying to the public? Like, look at him. Look at this man. He's like, oh, yeah, I got away with that good lie. Look at that. I, I mean, is he even reading his own words? It doesn't sound like this is the way that, I don't know, guys. Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I was also clear that if Ukraine pursued an investigation, it was, it was also clear that if Ukraine pursued an investigation into the 2016 elections, the Bidens and Burisma, it would be interpreted as a partisan play. This would undoubtedly result in Ukraine losing bipartisan support, undermining U.S. national security, and advancing Russia's strategic objectives in the region. I want to emphasize to the committee that when I report my concerns on July 10th relating to Ambassador Sondland, and then July 25th, relating to the president, I did so out of a sense of duty. I privately reported my yeah. concerns in official channels to the proper authority in the chain of command. My intent was to raise these concerns because they had significant national security implications for our country. I never thought that I'd be sitting here testifying in front of this committee and the American public about my actions. When I report my concerns, my only thought was to act properly and to carry out my duty. Following each of my reports to Mr. Eisenberg, I immediately returned to work to advance the presence and our country's foreign policy objectives. I focused on what I've done throughout my military career, promoting America's national security interests. I wanna take a moment to recognize the courage of my colleagues who have appeared and are scheduled to appear before this committee. 
Okay, that's enough of that one. All right, just to just to give you a, a, a kind of a framework of what this guy was claiming and all this crap. Okay, just for goofs and gaffs, guys, I'm going to play it. In case you guys did not see it, don't remember it, or have been wanting to see this, this is this is this guy should have this guy should have put been put in jail for this crap. Like he should have been put in jail, but he got away with it because of an age-old rule where he had immunity on the House floor, even telling a lie, and then even to say it was a parody. And we got the transcript, guys. It's just it's sickening. Shorn of its rambling character and in not so many words, this is the essence of what the president communicates. We've been very good to your country, very good. No other country has done as much as we have. But you know what? I don't see much reciprocity here. I hear what you want. I have a favor I want from you, though. And I'm going to say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to- okay, I mean, come on, guys. I'm going to, oh, yeah, that sounds natural. Trump's like, I'm going to say this only seven times, right? Like, what kind of crap-ass writing is this? And you know, whoever wrote this little, and I bet you Adam Shifty Schiff probably wrote this crap himself. He probably wrote this himself. He was like, well, as long as I use the word reciprocity, people will believe that it was Donald Trump who said it. I mean, reciprocity was one of the favored uh, words, linguistically speaking, that President Trump was using at that time. But he was like, yeah, I'll throw in reciprocity. And by doing so, I will fool everyone into believing that this is President Trump. And then I'm only going to tell you seven times. Okay. <laughs> Who says that? Yeah. To make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it. Whatever I want from you, though. And I'm going to say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it. On this and on that, I'm going to put you in touch with people, and not just any people. I'm going to put you in touch with Attorney General of the United States, my Attorney General, Bill Barr. He's got the whole weight of the American law enforcement behind him. And I'm going to put you in touch with Rudy. You're going to love him, trust me. You know what I'm asking, and so I'm only going to say this a few more times, in a few more ways. And by the way, don't call me again. I'll call you when you've done what I asked. This is, in sum and character, what the president was trying to communicate with the president of Ukraine. It would be funny if it wasn't such a graphic betrayal of the president's oath of office. But as it does represent a real betrayal, there is nothing the president says here that is in America's interest after all. It is instead the most consequential form of tragedy. For it forces us to confront the remedy the founders provide. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, this is in some, he said it's in some of what the president said. I mean, total BS lie. BS lie, my friend. That was a BS lie. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Oh, and I, man, I cannot believe that crap. Like, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Trump, that you released that dang t uh, transcript. Because let me tell you guys, like, their their trow was totally down around their ankles like they dropped trow hard <laughs> okay <laughs> like, 
<laughs> okay, guys. So let's let's go ahead. We're almost to the end of this. This is the last story for tonight, and then we're wrapping up the C report. But uh, yeah. So so again, now now you have that you have that fake that fake transcript phone call thing that that idiot Snake Eyes just did, right? Then you have Vinman uh, saying that he witnessed the call, he was listening, et cetera, and it was inappropriate, okay? Now we get to the part where they're talking about the whistleblower, okay? Now keep in mind, this Vindman person says that he, now he says he was the whistleblower. When for all intents and purposes, from what I understand is, the whistleblower was actually a wiretap. Okay, there was no whistleblower. Okay, because you remember the guy that could hear across the room, like he had like bat ears or something, like he could hear in a conversation in a loud, crowded uh, restaurant uh, between the president and so like. Okay, so yeah, that's stupid. Also, and that guy was like another can't stand you kind of person. Anyways, let's go and play this real quick. Vinman, did you discuss the July 25th phone call with anyone outside the White House on July 25th or the 26th? And if so, with whom? Yes, I did. Uh, my core function is to coordinate U.S. government policy, interagency policy. And I spoke to two individuals with regards to um, providing a some, some sort of readout of the call. Two individuals that were not in the White House. Not in the White House, cleared U.S. government officials with a, with a appropriate need to know. And what agencies? He's a total doofus. Look at him. He's like, I'm on TV. I'm on TV. Look at me. I'm playing a role. Look at me. I went to acting school, but I failed. I'm Colonel Vindman. So were these officials with? Department of State. Um, Department of State uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary George Kent, who is responsible for the, uh, the, the portfolio uh, Eastern Europe, including Ukraine, and a individual from the office of uh, uh, an individual in the intelli intelligence community. Uh, what? Okay, so here he says he shared it with two individuals. One was from the intelligence community, and then what happens? Uh, as you know, the intelligence community has seventeen different agencies. Uh, what agency was this individual from? If I could interject here. We don't want to use these it's proceedings. Our, it's our time. I know, Chair. but we need to protect the whistleblower. Um, uh, if please stop. I want to make sure that uh, there's no effort to out the whistleblower uh, through the use of these proceedings. Um, if the witness has a good faith belief that this may reveal the identity of the whistleblower, uh, that is not the purpose that we are here for. And I want to advise uh, the witness accordingly. Mr. Vindman, you testified in your deposition that you did not know the whistleblower. Uh, ranking member, it's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, please. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, you testified in the deposition that you did not know who the whistleblower was. I do not know who the whistleblower is. That is well, how is it possible for... How is it possible that you are now the whistleblower? <laughs> to name these people and then out the whistleblower how is it possible to name what agency or what person that agency worked for and to out yo ass vinman so this is perjury guys he lied he lied to congress he lied to the senators he lied to the people on this hearing like that's big stuff right there all on video but now in his book all of a sudden he is the oh yeah by stating what intelligence agency 
I reported to, I'm going to out myself. Like that makes no sense. How could they even think to put in a book? You know why? Because these people think we have short memories and they think that we can't find stuff on the internet to back up and support those memories. No Mandela effect here, guys. Okay. <laughs> it's not happening. All right. And, um, and yeah, big circle, big circle. This is not the kind of circle you want to circle back Saki on. Like this man lied, lied, lied here. Okay. And, and you saw, you saw how he got real, like, he gets real, like, mm, like, I don't know, like he gets real, like, like smug because Adam Schiff stepped in for him and now, oh wait, we're not there yet. Let me, <laughs> let's keep moving. Per the advice of my counsel, I've, I've been advised not to answer specific questions about members of the intelligence community. Because they told me not to. <laughs> this is. The, are you aware that this is the intelligence committee that's conducting an impeachment hearing? Of course I am. Look at me, I'm on television. Wouldn't the appropriate place for you to come to to testify would be the intelligence committee about someone within the intelligence community? Ranking member, per the advice of my counsel and the instructions from the chairman, I've been advised not to provide any specifics on who I have spoken to with inside the intelligence community. What I can offer is that these were properly cleared individuals or was a properly cleared individual with a need to know. Well, yeah, look at me. This is, uh, I mean, you can really, you can plead the fifth but you're here to answer questions and you're here under subpoena. Uh, so you can either answer the question or you can plead the fifth. Uh, excuse me. Uh, on behalf of my client, we are uh, following the rule of the committee, rule of the chair with regard to this issue. And this does not call for an answer that is invoking the fifth or any theoretical issue like that. We're following the ruling of the chair. What counselor, what ruling is that? I, I can interject. Counsel is correct. Whistleblower has the right, statutory right to anonymity. These proceedings will not be used to out the whistleblower. And and I've advised my client accordingly, and he's going to follow the ruling of the chair. If there's a alternative or you want to work something out with the chair, that's up to you, Mr. Moons. Well, we've attempted to subpoena the whistleblower to sit for a deposition. Uh, the chair has tabled that motion and then has been unwilling to recognize those motions uh, over the last few days. Uh, <laughs> it just looks so funny how, like, the way they were doing the camera work, like, you see him all intense, and then you see Nunez all PO'd, and then they're sitting side by side. <laughs> Adam's still sitting there like a freaking a mannequin. I don't know. That guy's scary. Like, I would not want to be in a room after midnight with that man in the dark. I don't know what kind of demon he would turn into. Like, that man, uh-uh. Uh, no thank you. No thank you. Who dat? <laughs> That's your final swamp creature for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Can anyone remember who that duck face is? All right. Okay, so that wraps it up. Oh, well, I mean, let me let me get, go ahead and put some finishing thoughts on this whole Vindman situation. So, <clears throat> like I said, now he's got a memoir coming out. 
and now he's going to be uh, claiming that he's a whistleblower. I wonder because people are. I mean, I'm not. I'm not so savvy, ladies and gentlemen. There are already people that are calling this perjury. Okay, because he's coming out. He's going to be making a lot of money. Well, I don't know. He's probably not going to make a lot of money on the book. Honestly, book sales don't matter. What matters is that he got the advance from the publishing company. However many thousands or hundreds of thousand dollars that they paid him to have this memoir. His book will end up in the recycle bin or in the, the penny book bin. It will. It will. That's where it will end up. It doesn't matter what he sells. That's not what they're looking for. He's getting his money laundered through a book publishing deal, right, for the work that he did here, for the perjury and the lying that he did here. And that's basically the long and short of it, okay? But I am really interested to know if that will bring anything back, you know, if if, if when we start to re-examine exactly all of the treachery that went into the fight against President Trump and what uh, what the persecution that he was undergoing during his time in office, optically speaking, uh, if that will raise any other type of, I mean, will it reopen cases? Will they move to hold people like that accountable? Because he's a ball guy. Like they totally used him. Like, you know, they, they, they're like, Vinman, you did a good job. And they put the jar of, you know, of petroleum jelly down, you know? And so basically that's that. And I just, I was like, book deal. This guy was such a weasel. Uh, let's, let's, let's just share this with the friends tonight. Anyways, guys. Hope you enjoyed the sea report for this sandwich day. <laughs> I think it was a pretty fun time, if you ask me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and release the lattes for you guys. Uh, now, don't forget, you can always check us out at uh, mrc.com. Or if you'd like to get in touch with me, you know, you, there's always a contact form there. Uh, if you are off over in Pilled uh, and you haven't yet... Uh, please, by all means, do follow and or share my Pilled account. Uh, I have the uh, profile there, number on the screen. That way, you know, you can keep up to date. You get notifications of when I'm going live. And then you can also share it. Also, please do, by all means, if you enjoy the work that I do here at The Sea Report, please do share. Share this show far and wide, uh, even if it's on social media platforms that are you know, uh, consider netherworld to me. I'm all for it. That way we can uh, keep expanding and growing the audience and and the likes. And then I think that's as far as uh, as far as homework goes. Um, also, uh, thank you so much for the gold pill donations. Uh, that way I can keep on doing what I do here. Put some money back into the show and keep the lights on over at the old sea household. I appreciate it every time you guys uh, make those donations. All right, guys, I think that's all I got for you. I released the lotto, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, lotto released. So you guys can go ahead and get to scratching. Um, but in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you again tomorrow. Don't forget, we still have an international episode coming up this week. And uh, of course, as we move into the weekend, we will be doing Mr. C in the Dark and also Lone Star News. So make sure you don't miss any of those. Uh, the ticker tape down below lets you guys know exactly when that is happening. All right. Until next time, my friends, have a great night and take care. We'll see you then.